up, bone bags? Welcome back to Punch Drunk Nerd, the podcast where three friends, three bozos, three buckaroos come together in the middle of the week to finally talk about some nerd shit. It's me, your host, Luis Gonzalez, and with me, of course, is Miguel Sanchez. And that bull. And every week we have we are covering three things. The first thing, news of the week. Second thing, a featured discussion. Could be a movie, could be an event. This week we're talking about nope. And then we're going to wrap it all up with what we're into. Look at that. One, two, three. The perfect number to have all things. Uh, now we're going to jump right into the news of the week. The biggest thing you've heard. What the fuck? Uh, Bad yep. Girl is no longer being released. Period. Now, hey, not even the movies. Not even HBO Max. Even though this movie is pretty much done. They spent uh, 70 to 100 million dollars on it. Um, and they just said, hey. We're not going to release this movie. I think when it fir- when this news first came out, uh, there was news circulating that, oh, uh, it was testing poorly by moviegoers, and so we're going to pull it. But as you dissect more into the news story, you're hearing uh, that because of this merger with Discovery, Warner Brothers and Discovery, uh, they're pulling it because um, they d- the studio decided to cut its losses and run for the sake of the brand's future. Uh, David Zasloff, who's the Discovery CEO, has been known to cut to be budget conscious. He uh, axed CNN Plus, um, and he's seeking to have a three billion dollar in cost savings. But before I get into the nitty gritty, I just want to get to reactions. Okay, uh, I mean this this is crazy, right? That this is canceled blew my mind. I mean, I when you sent us this message yesterday, yeah. that it got canceled or whatever. I initially thought you just meant. Oh, they're not running it in theaters anymore. Right. And it's going to go straight to HBO Max, which is what it was originally going to do anyway. So I was I was just kind of like, oh, ha ha, classic Warner Brothers being silly, silly little goofs. And then I realized, oh, no, you mean like it's like canceled, done. It's not coming out. And that I sat with that forever. I mean, like I just couldn't get past it. I read about it all night long and all, all morning today because it's just like someone said it was unprecedented and you're like, yeah, you really don't see this happen where a whole movie, which is basically done besides all the post-production stuff, but basically, you know what I mean? Done. And then they're just like, no, fuck that. We're not even going to release it. Michael Keaton is in this movie as Batman. And they're like, no. Yeah. I mean, there's it's JK Simmons, Michael Keaton, Brendan Fraser as Firefly. Like what a wild mm-hmm. villain that I would have loved to see that we're never going to see. I think the, the crazy part is we will never ever get to see this movie. It's got me messed up because I didn't give two shits about this movie. Very respectfully. I just like, wasn't, I wasn't super hyped for it or anything like that. I, I would see it, especially if it was on HBO max, like uh-huh. I would watch it for sure at home. But now the fact that I can't, it like makes me angry. I'm like, yeah. what the fuck you mean? I can't watch this movie. Like, no, I want to see this now. I'm ready to see the leaked footage now. For the love of God, I, we need a saint to to leak this. Like they'll get sued, they'll get fired, but do it for all of mankind. But leak do the it. movie, <laughs> all of mankind. <laughs> <laughs> but then we release this, and then we're just like, oh, it really was shit, huh? Um, I mean, well, so that's my takeaway: is they, it really is split one way or the other? Like maybe they're telling the truth. Like maybe it really just did test poorly, and it's like a shit show. You know what I mean? Yeah. And it shouldn't be released. But also maybe it's the other half where this guy is just trying to like cut costs. And it's like, I don't even want to bother with this one. And maybe we want to protect the brand and make it a little right. more solid in the future. So yeah. there's like some, there's, there is maybe some optimism like, oh, maybe he's got like a vision for how right. the DC movies are going to look. And this one didn't fit into it. And so we're going to restructure, well, which is what they need. 
They just but had. I don't know. They just had a successful release of a Batman movie, which they're obviously sticking to. They have uh, Joaquin Phoenix's Joker right. continuing. Mm -hmm. So it's like, uh, well, what's the point? I don't know. I, maybe, and I saw that maybe they're talking about us, uh, you know, getting rid of the Flash too. Like this is leading so, into that. There's talk, right? There's like, always talk. Yeah, that's what's going to happen next. Is and it, it lends to it because it's like obviously we've been talking about Ezra Miller for how many weeks on the podcast? Yeah, like yeah, it's it wouldn't put I wouldn't put it past them to go ahead and just cancel this movie. You know what I mean? And it's Michael like, and it just, it, that's what blows my mind the most is if you cancel Batgirl, okay, Michael Keaton coming back as Batman is still like a big thing because that's supposed to happen first in the Flash, right? But right. if you cancel the Flash movie too. It's like, why did you even ask Michael Keaton to come back for this shit? You know, like, why waste anyone's time with it? Because it was I, a money grab. I, these these movies have increasingly been losing money. They've been losing fan bases. Like, it, it's been so inconsistent that probably the new heads are just like, no, I don't want to keep investing in this mess. It's so rife with controversy from you my know, favorite i'm oh, sorry you're about to talk about zack snyder go ahead no i mean yeah my favorite rumor right now is the internet going they're like salivating to be like oh maybe they'll bring back zack snyder in the snyder right no it's just like fucking blow my brains out they're still, still talking they're still looking the they're still looking for um you know somebody like a kevin feige to take over yeah. the, the universe you know what i mean um you know, there's talk that like that it got received poorly, but I, I really think it seems like, and I'm going to talk about this next in another news story, continuing on. But it feels like there is a vision that's happening because here it says uh, he opted to take a tax write down on the film rather than release it as a strategy is to refocus Warner on theatrical rather than streaming films. That was on Hollywood Reporter, and there was a mm -hmm. moment during the pandemic when. Uh, Warner Brothers, I think, uh, is it Comcast? Was it with Com uh, the, they were AT&T? AT&T, thank you. AT&T, um, they were making the move to say, we're going to put everything on streaming. That's our move, you know? Mm -hmm. And even, uh, like all these directors were upset that like, oh, we're moving to streaming and they didn't know that their movies, like Dune was right. going to streaming and they didn't even know it was going to happen. And so that was yeah. their big move. And it seems like he's kind of whipping back the opposite and he's like, fuck it. We're only going to do theatrical. We're going to go back into blockbuster world. Um, and just to clarify, a tax write-down reduces the value of an asset for tax and accounting purposes. And they're actually recently doing this with another movie called Scoob, The Haunt, Holiday Haunt, Haunt. So they're pulling that movie as well and doing a tax write-down for it. Um, it's seen internally as the most financially sound way to recoup the costs uh, on an account's ledger. Um, if they move forward, oh, if they move forward, like showing it uh, with this action of a tax write down, they will be unable to monetize it in the future. So they, wow. you know, not even another company could pick it up. They can't even stream it. They can't like, it's just in a standstill. Like it truly gets shelved. And I think legally they can't do anything because of this tax write down that he's trying to do. Um, I will say that to the point that I was trying to say earlier is like, if there is a vision here. The internet has been bitching about DCEU ever since the beginning of time, it feels like. So it's like, if 
they are really going to refocus everything. You know what I mean? Yeah. And like get a better vision and a more streamlined thing. Like this, in, this could end up being a really good thing for the DCEU. Yeah. Like, okay, let's see, let's see a cohesive product. Let's get it. So let's get it put together. I do want to throw this. It's so yeah. classic, like knee jerky. You know what I mean? I do want to say this. Cause this just came out today that I found out. And I, this adds more to the conversation, even though it's not specifically Batgirl, but still, uh, a Reddit user found out that HBO Max started removing titles without telling people. And these were all HBO Max releases, like HBO Max originals, An American Pickle, mm -hmm. Moonshot, Super Intelligent, The Witches um, remake with Anne Hathaway, Lockdown, and Charm City Kings. These were all HBO Max originals. They're pulling them down. And, and like there's a HBO Max release of House Party that has been removed from the release calendar. And so I just don't understand what their their mindset is with HBO Max in general. It's like fuck the streaming service. You know what? These titles are already out on the streaming service. Why are they even pulling those? Why like, pull it? Why? Like, are they really yeah. curating this now? Are they really like against streaming? And they're like, are they really just saying we're going only blockbuster now with with you know stuff moving forward? And so you know, and then to end my point here, uh, a rival studio exec was floored by the move quote i worked in this town for three decades and this is some unprecedented shit right here um that's all i have to say as far as like all these technical stuff but i mean it's it's weird right it, it's weird seeing all these things come into play like it seems bigger than just the movie sucked or whatever like it's still content for your product like your brand but they want to take they want to refocus warner on theatrical yeah. rather than streaming films like Sure. I mean, obviously, the internet's talking today about the fact that they may shutter HBO Max. You know what I mean? And it's just like HBO Max is like one of the best streaming services out there. Now, you know, you can bitch about like some things with the UI here and there. But I mean, like content wise, like HBO is constantly putting out strong content. And I mean, we talk about that on the podcast all the time. Like HBO Max, please sponsor us. Like yes. I love HBO Max. Like I, I, I watch a ton of their content. And the idea that they would shut this down or change it again i mean like i can remember before streaming it was just hbo and then it was like hbo go and then hbo now right and both going on at the same time and then they then at&t refocused it to hbo max and it's purple now yeah and like yeah. okay what is gonna happen with this app next you know what i mean i i don't know i don't know i mean there are articles being released now we're recording on a wednesday august 3rd so, you know, who knows what will, will be released and what other things we'll learn. But, man, oh, yeah, I'm reading this now. Speculation is on fire on HBO Max Future. I mean, why? I feel like it's such a popular streaming service. When I talk to other people, it has such a host. I mean, are they going to downgrade to just keep things on HBO Go and HBO Now? Because they have all these hubs in HBO as well, right? Like they have Adult Swim, yeah, yeah, they yeah. have Cartoon Network, yeah. they have, you know, other things that people are into. Uh, it's just... TCM and I just don't understand oh James Gunn says Peacemaker season 2 is safe it seems but, like TV shows are maybe. safe oh well thank god it seems uh, like TV House shows are Dragons. safe but movies yeah. may not be you know like because the, the one the titles that I said earlier were movies and well, not that's TV also shows. like HBO's biggest well one of their biggest draws right and their shows the right. quality of their shows yeah, yeah. so I mean I, I don't know succession yeah it's just i mean I, imagine if they took that show off imagine if they dropped 
any of those shows. You know what I mean? There's hits on this app, dude. Like, don't just delete this and throw it away, or make or like make us go to like Discovery Plus if you want to watch this. Oh, you know what I mean, dude? Dude, don't tell me that. I mean, and, and you just got to think like Warner Brothers is as a studio is uh has been around for God knows how long. My entire life, you know what I mean. When you think about Warner Brothers, you think about like big hits. You know yeah. what I mean. And it just keeps getting passed around like this shameful little thing. It you know really I mean? is. That, yeah. You know what I mean? Like, I'll buy it. No, I'll buy it. And then it's just like, what What are we? What are we doing here? No, that would blow my mind if the hit shows that I like to watch start getting taken off. True Detective, Ed. You know what I mean? I, Succession. Yeah. I love I, it. They, just finished, they just finished the Last of Us TV show. That's going to be released next year. You know what I mean? Like. It's it's got to be. What if they decide to throw that away? It's got to be HBO Max Clearly original movies. movies. You know what I mean? Like I feel like that's I'm working where, myself up. Clearly, I'm just getting a little over the top here. Oof! Let me catch my breath. <laughs> I'm just so fucking angry. Well, you know, I, we asked them to sponsor us. I don't think they'll be able to sponsor us now with them penny pinching <laughs> everything. Won't even release the bad girl they movie. They can't afford us. <laughs> they, they, yeah, they're pull. They're, they can't afford us. Exactly. They're so, pulling titles. No, no, we should. We should keep funding this podcast in That's Texas right. and yes. Colorado and California. Well, you know what? They're pulling these TV shows. They're pulling these movies. But you know who they're not pulling back is Jared Leto. Somehow he's getting cast again for Haunted Mansion. Uh, we thought he was gone. We thought his he's wreaked havoc enough as the Joker, as Morbius. But the memes live on and Jared Leto lives on. Uh, he is he is again cast for Haunted Mansion. For some reason, this just took me back. I was just like, "How is this happening?" Um, <laughs> I don't know. I'm sure you guys maybe don't feel as strongly as I do. I was just taken aback that he is in this haunted Disney haunted mansion movie. Uh, Jamie Lee Curtis is in it as well. Other cast includes Rosario Dawson, Owen Wilson as a priest, Danny DeVito as a college history professor, Lakeith Stanfield, and Tiffany Haddish. Um, Okay, you know what? I'm sorry. I have one more feeling about this bad girl. I feel really Take bad for Leslie Grace, who yeah, was yeah. playing bad girl, and she just had yeah. her, you know, uh, what, what's it called for? Um, come on, tell me what a, that musical. Uh, the wet uh, high, Highland, no, uh, Big Hills, no. What? what come on, I, I'm embarrassing myself here. The Heights. Uh, in the Heights. In the Heights. Oh, okay. In the that Heights. Was a journey. Yeah, Leslie Grace. Uh, I mean, listen, you get you you get the role of being Batgirl, and then you're like, uh, I'm I'm set. I'm going to be in movies. I'm going to be in sequels. I, you know, like let me buy those houses now. And then it gets pulled. Like, imagine all the work you put into it from the audition and even the directors. Yeah. Like, you know, and and the writer and and it's just like, it's heavy. It's heavy. We didn't we didn't have it on the notes, but you guys know that Blue Beetle movie is also coming out. Yeah, kind of. Yeah, blue beetle. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, and it's just like that's another one that could possibly be thrown away. You know what I mean? Like if if Batgirl is getting canceled with with Michael Keaton's Batman, I'm gonna yeah. bring this up one more time. But who the fuck is Blue Beetle? You know what right. I mean? Like I barely know who that is. Yeah, and I understand there's like representation here, but it's just like how how are, how are I've, any of these movies gonna survive? You know what I mean? Like the, I would just be shaking in my boots right now if I was like yes. in a, a post production movie. Yes, you know what I mean. Like, I think, please let this come out. Do you guys not think in, there's like the slightest chance that this movie will see the light of day? It'll. The fans I, will will it into fruition. You know what I mean? 
This David Zasloff guy seems like a villain unprecedented than anyone. Like the Zack Snyder fans are able to come in and get it, but I don't think <laughs> David's going to like budge. He's just like, nope, we're done. Remove. I mean, he's removing movies that have already been made. Like you're not safe. You could, you could have yeah. the movie release and you're not safe. I, we, I, used to, I used to work in a Discovery Digital Media company, okay? I worked for a YouTube channel under Discovery Digital Media, under David Zasloff's, like, he's, I mean, he's way above me. And we got moved to another group, and they shut down that YouTube network. And, you know, That's just I don't what know. he's about. I, I've, oh, been near, I've been near his flames of vengeance, you know oh, what I mean? Of him, sh- of him shutting things down. I don't know, obviously, I don't know if he did it directly. Does but, he like his job? I don't, I mean, look, he's a discovery. He wants to make like stuff that's going to hit, you know, and, and be efficient about it is what he seems like to me. He's just like, Hmm. we got to be efficient. Uh, But David, if you want to come on this podcast, we can have a conversation, you know, we're more than happy to talk with you and and you have to pay us so he can shut us down too. (laughs) Yeah. I'm buying YouTube and shutting you down. Um, yeah, I don't know. I'm sorry. I'm going back to, I mean, yeah, but i don't know man okay do you guys have any more thoughts on batgirl i feel like we were so hyped we, well, about it i don't i don't want to talk about it all night okay it, it's just it it blows my mind that's all i'll say it's fucked me up i yeah. i feel like i feel like i halfway empathize with those snyder fans yeah as much shit as i talk to them you know what i mean now i kind of like get it like okay uh, okay i don't i don't say anything else i you know what I've been a, I've been against the Snyder fans, but if they can come back and release this film just for the sake of sticking it to the man, I'll pat him on the back. I'll, I'm here for it. Let's get those bots. Where going. the fuck? Where's Anonymous? Release this shit. You know what yeah. I mean? Like, you can take over like Chinese websites. Let's get something. You know what I mean? Dude, yeah. Let me see the rough cut. Hit us up, Anonymous. <laughs> Let's work together. Uh, <laughs> all right. So I talked about Jared Leto long enough. I don't want to keep talking about that. Um, let's talk about some happy news. Uh, everything everywhere all at once has passed a hundred million worldwide. It's a first wow. ever for a 24. Um, it received a re-release this past weekend with eight minutes of additional footage added with outtakes and a pre-recorded message from directors. This is the most successful a 24 movie of all time. It's leapfrog over uncut gems at 50 million and hereditary was at 70, 79 million. Uh, and this movie had a budget of 25 million. So, wow. which is really, which is, which is a, you know, a budget you don't really see a lot in movies these days. Usually they have, you know, a hundred million, 250 million. You don't really get like this middle ground budget, you know? Right. Um, yeah. I mean, I think, Ed, you, did you put this in here? Uh, yeah. I'm just happy to see it. Yeah. It found an audience, you know? Uh, so. It it really did. Yeah. It it really did, and I and I'm so proud of these dudes. Um, and I like how resourceful they could. are. The little movie that could. Um, all right. So we got some gaming news. I wanted to spit out real quick. Um, I'm gonna go over here to some more happy Batman news. Uh, Gotham Knights. Um, it's ah. a game that I've been talking about. It's a game that I'm excited about. They've revealed 28 superhero designs. It's an IGN exclusive. Um, Ooh. They have from all kinds of suits, six suits, but there are six suits because uh, there's a lot of, there's what, four of them. Um, but there will be 11 suits total, 44 individual, and they have different artists from France, Korea, Japan, and US. Even uh, comic uh, legend Jim Lee was able to put his input on some of these things. Um, 
And we got a variety of, of looks. You know, we got stuff that looks like uh, very Shogun Japanese style. We have almost like Batman Beyond versions of these things. Uh, we have comic-y styles. We have, you know, um, just, just the, it runs the gamut. Wow. And they all feel very different. And I feel like sometimes when you get skins and suits, they uh, can look a little similar, just a little bit different. But here, mm -hmm. they look really uh, distinct. And it's really cool. Um, as well, um, this is an, not an RPG where you start as a weakling. Um, you know, it's always a story of like, mm -hmm. you know, you start as like no powers, no suit. And so you have to kind of work your way in like getting a suit, getting your abilities, remembering everything. Uh, but here it's quoted. It was very important for us that these heroes, our knights are, uh, uh, that they're already awesome at the start of the game. It's not a function of them being ineffective as crime fighters, quite the opposite. They are all effectively graduates of the Batman School of Crime Fighting. Um, cool. So that's cool. You know, I think it's I like that, and I'm just these is what this is one of the games I'm excited about. I want to be excited about it. I saw uh, I think it was IGN uh, had like the first 16 minutes of gameplay yeah, or whatever. Yeah, yeah, I watched it and I was like, okay, I'm like, I'm kind of interested. Like, I think I might wait to see what you say about it. Okay, you know what I mean, yeah, yeah, yeah. If you come back and you're like, Miguel, this is hot. Yeah. All right, I'll play it. I, when when, when <laughs> it first came out, the trailer, I was like, oh, another thing. Because I think, uh, I what, know. what was it? The suicide, the, the, the other suicide squad video game by, um, yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Kill the Justice Kill the League. Kill the Justice League. Which yeah. I think that's that in the cool. Arkhamverse mm -hmm. of, uh, and so that it had back to back trailers. And I was like, oh, man, I don't know. But I like the co op idea. I like, uh, I don't know. I just, I'm getting more excited about it for some reason. And I'm not usually, a, I'm not usually a Bat Family fan. Um, Me either. Yeah. So I don't know, really know why I, I'm like getting gravitate. I'm becoming gravitated towards the game. But, you know. I mean, it piques my interest that there's all these skins that you can get. Yeah. You know what I mean? Because like one of my initial whatever's about the game is like, I'm not in, in love with the way these characters look. You know what uh -huh. I mean? Like Red, uh, no, I almost said Red Skull. What's his name? Red Hood. You know yeah. what I mean? Yeah, yeah, like, yeah. He just looks really beefy, like just like a Batman. You know what I mean? Yeah, figure, yeah, yeah. But just like painted to look like Red Hood. And I'm just like, eh, I don't know. It looks kind of cheap. Batman Montreal. No, I'm sorry. Warner Brothers Montreal. That's the one that did uh, in the middle of the Arkham, like Arkham trilogy or whatever. They did a prequel, Batman Arkham Origins. Right. You know what I mean? And they shoved yeah. that one over to WB Montreal. And that one was like, you know, an okay game. Wait, is this uh, also Warner Brothers Montreal, this Gotham Knights game? I'm pretty sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. I mean, you can fact check me. Uh, yeah. Let, let, let us know at Punch Drunk or Luis right now. <laughs> <laughs> it is. It is developers WB Games Montreal. Oh, no. I, I remember her. Yeah, I remember hearing Arkham Origins wasn't that great. But they did Arkham City. I don't know. I'm so sorry. I'm getting back into games, folks. All right, so please be kind. Let us know at Punch Drunk Nerd, Instagram, Twitter, all that jazz. Um, Gotham Knights is coming out. I'm, you know, I think I just like the, all the different abilities. I got playing with Guardians of the Galaxy, and I like how everyone had different, you know, uh, you know features. So uh, that's that's a thing. Uh, of course, I have to talk about it, even though. Many of us may not play, but it's big in the gaming world. Pokemon Scarlet and Violet. It just got announced today. Um, they, this one's unique because it's going to be three-story campaigns. It's not, instead of just the one, you get to kind of pick. Uh, obviously, one of the campaigns is going defeating the eight gyms. And this time, you don't have to do it in order. The other two are a mystery. 
another cool thing, it looks like there's a four-player co-op situation, which is pretty cool. Uh, it's going to release November 18, 2022. I played Sword and Shield. I picked that up because I was trying to get back into it. And I really didn't play it that much. Like, I stopped playing. It was kind of meh for me. And looking at the trailer, I just don't like how it looks. It just looks very mm. flat and bad. And I, I just want a higher res version of it. And I know it's the same company that worked on Pokemon Red and uh, Blue when it came out on a Game Boy. You know what I mean? Like, these were all Game Orig Boy games. Yeah, originals. Yeah. And now, obviously, the Switch is like, a portable obviously system so they transitioned into that but i just like this isn't exciting enough for me to get back into it and i don't know how everyone else feels it but let me know at punch truck nerd how you feel about pokemon i mean Luis. listen i'm not gonna play it but i just think it's an interesting topic to talk about so louise <laughs> while we're talking about gaming news i meant yeah. to ask you last week uh, but because of all the shit that was going on, uh, I just we didn't get to it. But let me ask you this: Can I get a quick update? Are you done playing God of War? Or okay. Are you still are you still playing it? I What's am up? still playing. I am still playing it. This is the thing: I got caught up with obviously Comic Con, so that I lost a week, mm -hmm. and then I had another week where I was lost. I'm actually taking. Uh, I took a little break because I'm going to talk okay. about it. What we're into, um, but I'm playing Stray now. You know the cat oh. game. Oh, yeah. Okay. I'd rather uh, hear about that. I guess. And yeah, so, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah it's, it, it, you know, spoiler alert, it won't be a lot to talk about, but uh, yeah, that, that's the game I, I'm, I'm going, not that I hate it. I just, I haven't well, played enough of it, which I will tonight. I will play a lot. Of let it me ask you this. What was the last thing you remember uh, with God of War? Like where, right. where did you leave off? So the, where I left off in God of War was uh, I decapitated that dude's head. And then mm. I went to the witch and we're trying to like revive him. We revived him. And now we're trying to get to Jotunheim. Yeah, you are. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And you know what? You probably think you're almost done with the game. God damn it. You're fucking not. It's okay. <laughs> I'm having a good time. I tell you, my game plan right now is I have Stray, then it's God of War, then Last of Us Remake will be out, then I'm going to play that, and then once I finish that, God of War Ragnarok will, Rag, Ragnarok will have come out, and then I'm going to play that, and then, who knows? Oh, we'll shit! And then Gotham Knights, when is that coming out? Look it up. Look it up. October 25th? Boy, I'm in Bro. trouble. Sarah's not going to get you to do anything. It, I, I'm going uh -huh. to be very unhealthy. Uh, well, no. We'll see. <laughs> you're going to gain, like, gain like 25 pounds. I know. By January, you're going to look a little pudgy around the, around the cheeks. <laughs> we'll be like, hey, Luis. What do you see, bro? <laughs> yeah, my skin just becomes pale as I like. No longer... <laughs> <laughs> I go to the doctor. Sure, sure. I could be in the hospital, but can you bring my PS5 in here? I need to keep playing God of War. <laughs> Wheel it in. <laughs> um, so that's all the big news here. And unfortunately, we had someone else uh pass away. Ed, uh, you put this in here <laughs> as usual. <laughs> I just you know uh, if it's fucking you know, Debbie it's Downer over here, it's it's news. You want yeah. to respect people? We, we do want to respect people. Yeah, I you know, and the sad thing is, is like I'm not even like wow, a fan of these people, but they were big. I mean, Pat Carroll, uh, who played, who did the voice of Ursula from The Little Mermaid. I mean, what and like 
such an impressionable uh, villain. Fantastic. Like, yeah, fantastic. Like, iconic. Iconic. Like, so that, that needs to be noted. And, uh, like, Lily is obsessed with that song, Unfortunate Souls. Yeah. Oh, yeah. She loves that song. Classic. And then, of course, uh, Nichelle Nicole from... Who the original Uhura Star Trek. In, uh, yeah. Uhura. Uh, who is, like, uh, you know... A, pop culture icon so yeah. so I, i'm not a big trekkie but you know you gotta you know you gotta respect uh, what it. do you say give him gotta give him flowers i'll give a, uh, a real quick 30 seconds on uh michelle nichols dying uh i <clears throat> would not have classified myself as a big star trek fan uh like when when the jj abrams movies came out you know what i mean right. i didn't like run to them thinking oh i'm the, the biggest star trek fan i just i just saw them but actually, I've got a little bit of like heartwarming feelings about the original Star Trek. My mom, she was a big fan uh, growing up. She watched them. Oh, wow. And uh, <clears throat> when I was younger, sci-fi used to run like marathons of the original show. In the yeah. first, I think it's only like three seasons or something like that. But my mom, she would record them on like VHS tape. Yes. Yeah. Like ten, 10 episodes of tape or some shit like that. And after she got them all, we would just like that was like sometime for a stretch of time. That was like what our nightly routine was like throw really? on a Star Trek. Yeah, yeah. And so That's like cool. uh, her run as a horror, you know what I mean? Like, and obviously you got to talk about her and uh, uh, Kirk. I'm blanking on his name, William Shatner. That was like the first interracial kiss on television. Yeah. Wow. You know what I mean? Oh, I, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, what a big moment that must have been. I wasn't well, obviously we weren't alive when that happened, but right. Uh, but yeah, you know, I have uh, fond memories of watching that show, uh, being a youngin, and uh, you know, shout out. I remember, you know, I texted my mom right away as soon as I saw the news. I was like, "Oh, wow!" Died. She never got back to me about it, actually. But anyway, <laughs> for me, it was for me, it was heartwarming. <laughs> well, you know, well, ne- next time we have Star Trek news, we know who to talk to, Miguel. Uh, our, our, okay, we'll yeah. talk, okay. okay, we'll see. We'll it's see. a little trekky over here. Oh, yeah, <laughs> live long. <laughs> And prosper, Miguel. <laughs> no, I know. It, but it seems insensitive that I said live long after she just died. Well, uh, she lives long in our hearts, for sure. That's right. So we're going to cheers right. to her. We're clinking our, Clink, our, our Clink. drinks here. Mm. Uh, All right, guys. Do you know what time it is? Tell us. It's trailer time, okay? <laughs> woo, 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 woo. Uh, we're moving from Star Trek <laughs> to Star Wars and or, or if you are... um Skarsgård. Steven Skarsgård, Ander. Stellan. Stellan. Oh, Stellan Skarsgård. Uh, it's Ander um, with his accent. So Andor has released a trailer and a poster. Uh, three episodes coming out September 21st. Um, yeah. What do you guys think? <laughs> uh, I don't know. No, I liked it. I, I, I'm, I'm optimistic for this one. Uh, I know... Tony Gilroy is like heading up and he did all the you know I guess embellishments on Rogue One. I I liked Rogue One, so uh yeah. I'm hopeful I'm hopeful for this one and they seem to have something planned out, you know, they unlike do. some of these shows that we're getting into. Um and yeah, I mean the the scope and the visuals on this trailer looked really cool. Um so I'm I'm interested. Yeah, they were shooting on location on on some of the stuff like in the uh, yeah. mountains of Scotland and things like that. So yeah, they're they've escaped the volume and trying to do stuff on site. Um, That's cool. Uh, and yeah, I just uh, I and the thing is with this character, 
you know, I don't have like a whole lot of expectations going into it. Like, it's not going to be yeah. trying to tie into the Skywalker saga or whatever. I mean, probably not anyway. So, yeah, it'll just be interesting to see what happens, honestly. Like, we get to see some actual Star Wars. Right. And the rise of the rebellion. I uh, I really loved Rogue One. I watched the trailer for it when it came out about a million times. Uh, mm-hmm. And I really liked how in that trailer, they, they like sound the alarm that like blares throughout the rest of the trailer. You know what I yeah. mean? And it really like yeah. sets the tone of the trailer, or the pace of the trailer or whatever. Yeah. And I, I noticed in this Andor trailer that they kind of mimic that. They It's not the exact same sound, but they do something very similar where they like have yeah. like this repeating sound over and over as the as the trailer builds uh and it's like okay i feel it like i feel like it fits into that same world like i'm in that same mindset when i watch this trailer yeah it looks good yeah i look solid i'm the trailer did help me convince me because when i heard about this series i wasn't too excited i think just i don't really like particularly like that character Andor, and it's just so weird i i just didn't like him like as a character, I'm sure the actor is great, but for me, I, I just thought he was like uh, he too much great. of a dick, you know. Uh, and sure, I wish. I mean, he's, uh, the show would. He's yeah, you know, the show could have been called like Rebels, but obviously that show already exists in like a title. Yeah. But I don't. I like the idea of you know actual Star Wars and the Rebellion and things like that. But I'm sure I'm in the wrong here. I'm sure it'll be great, but I'm. I don't know. Just don't I mean, really I don't think like it'll be character. great. I have my, I have my, I don't you know. know, I, as far as Star Wars shows go, like, I don't know how good it's going to be, but uh, I did like his character. Somebody, I was listening to something the other day in regards to this trailer and just how, uh, you know, not every Star Wars character has to be like the hopeful. Right. Uh, oh, nice, hero nice. like the the thing when we meet Andor in uh, Rogue One, he's just kind of he's like a cold killer, right? Uh, because that's right. what war does to people, and not everybody is always going to be like optimistic or whatever. He's just doing the job because he wants to win yeah. overall. Absolutely, yeah. I mean, I, I I get it. I don't know what it is. Uh, it no, all I makes mean, sense. It all to, makes. Totally, I mean, yeah, because we're, we're getting. Saying you're wrong. I love well, this. Well, we're a also, lot of people preferred his robot, his droid, rather. Right, which well, I'm sure we'll K- see. But K- it's K- like, so. like you know, it makes sense because we got a Boba Fett who is like the kindest, hardest man in the world. You know what I mean? We have, and then like I don't want that either. I just yeah, that's that's what they did. It's with like that they've been making all these characters to kind-hearted people, and now we're having an I asshole, kinda... and I'm complaining about it. But it's like really, we do need a shift in in these shows i kind of love like i'm not into star wars at all but i'm like really making an effort with these tv shows and i'm getting yeah. kind of into them now uh-huh, yeah, and i yeah. love that you guys are like we love star wars and i fucking hate these tv shows <laughs> <laughs> i feel like you, oh man I, I'm, they're, I'm on they're, the wrong side of the coin no no but the thing is is i was i was watching the trailer and i was driving home and i was listening to all this stuff and there are there are misses but there are moments of shining gems that happen that just like blow me away i'm like whoa that's so cool that i got to see that you know where i get to have that moment where like you know certain mandalorian moments uh, certain even obi-wan moments where you know i mean i like the whole series i think there are moments i was like wow i'm so glad i got to see that for a little bit you know there are like 
these lulls and dark pathways, but then pew, yeah. I get hit with these cool moments that I like. It's just keeping it consistent. And, and you know what? It is going to be helmed by the person who, what'd you say? The Who worked in Rogue One? Um, oh, Tony Gilroy. Uh, yeah, Tony, yeah. Oh, yeah. He didn't, so Gareth Edwards technically directed Rogue One, but right. Tony Gilroy came in for the reshoots. And oh, stuff. okay. So, so here's a fun fact um, before I move uh, forward, unless you have more to say, but the uh, composer of uh, Succession is also composing uh, this show. So, yeah, I don't know how you guys. I love the I love the score in Succession. The music is so good on that show, Louise. Yeah. You should watch it, Louise. I, I, I will once once wince uh, and once it's the new season comes out, I will yeah. be um I will be catching up. But plenty to catch up on in the meantime. Yes, I have I have all these games I have to catch up on and go Ooh. to the hospital over for. Um, <laughs> Oppenheimer announcement. It's been announced. It's been here. We have it. It exists. Um, I mean, it was a, it, it happened. We talked about it last week. It showed up before the yeah. trailer of Nope um, on IMAX screenings, but now you can see it online. Um, thoughts? Oh man, I just saw Nope in IMAX today, and they did not play that trailer. Oh, uh, I, I just realized that. Are you serious? Bummer. Yeah, that's I feel dumb. You, you have seen it though. I have seen it. Yeah, 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 yeah. But I mean, to to be able to watch it on the IMAX screen, that would have been that's fun. Pretty fucked. No, yeah, uh, that sucks. I'm we sorry. talked about it last week. Um, I honestly I was kind of underwhelmed by the trailer. How? Uh, because nothing happened. <laughs> it's just well, a yeah. teaser. Have you well, met Christopher Nolan? Well, when I watch his other we're IMAX... Lucky, we, we're lucky we got to see any kind of visual at all. Well, you know... We when could we're... have just seen flames and just been like, <laughs> words, <laughs> words, Christopher Nolan, That's words. Right. Right. right, I mean, look, when, we, when, when they had... I, at least when they had IMAX previews, we, I mean, I guess I got... I, I'm spoiled because we saw actual scenes from his movies, yeah. you know what I mean? From... Uh, Ed. Yeah. Yes. I was reminiscing about something this week. Uh, I don't know if you saw, but the Simpsons movie is 15 years old as of last yeah. week. Uh-huh. Luis, Ed and I went to go see that movie. Ed's a Simpsons fan, so he was probably excited to see the movie. Yeah. I specifically went to go see that movie with him because they were running the. That was like Dark the Knight. very first Dark Knight trailer that the came teaser. out. Oh, the wow. teaser. And well, you don't see anybody. You don't see anything. It's just like a flame, right? Right. The bats and it had the laughing up. and stuff like that. Well, that's exciting. A little bit. You know well, I mean, yeah. everyone so, knows Batman. I don't need much to get to know. You could put Batman on no, the screen. I'm excited, you know. But Oppenheimer, yeah. like a man who murdered a bunch of people. Like, you're like, okay, okay. Yeah, the iconic hat that everyone obsesses <laughs> over. You know what I mean? Like. <laughs> Like like it was Indiana Jones or something. Yeah, exactly. I, I don't know. I guess I mean I'm excited because it says Christopher Nolan, but I, I just felt like emotionally I, underwhelmed. I love the cast for this. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's yeah. such a different cast. I think we've probably talked about it already, but it blows my mind specifically like Robert Downey Jr. gonna be in a Nolan well, movie. Like I didn't see the cast either in this it. in the teaser. Like all I saw was uh But that's the point of a teaser. It's supposed to no, it's I, know, when you I know. But I didn't I didn't yeah. get a I, I barely I don't know. I guess I, I, I just felt underwhelmed. Or right, I didn't get a I good just, feeling <laughs> about it. I just got flames. Same it's it's that same effect he got the intros of all the Batmans, you know, it's like that smoke sure. effect. It's like, yeah. oh, we're yeah, doing yeah. this again. Uh, I mean, it's fine, <laughs> you know, it's okay. Uh, it comes out July twenty first, twenty twenty three. I'll see it. I'll see it on July twenty yeah. first. 
<laughs> really July 20th because they always have an early preview. Uh, 2023. Oh It'll be two hours and 30 minutes. Mm-hmm. I'm not mad about that. I'm okay with that. Are we? Yeah, I was wondering what that is. Are you just like getting the run times? Dude, I, I think that's going to be our thing. Yeah, I'm putting out run times for all these movies. What, you don't uh-huh. like that? Well, only no, because no. I I don't I don't have an issue with runtime. So no. you guys, too. I just think it's Ed interesting. Like, to it's I, just like oh, don't go see this away. movie. It's no, well, two I hours think, and forty-five I think minutes. Some movies, the runtimes are appropriate. Of the cinema. <laughs> Floating. Right. I don't yourself. care how long no. this how, when this movie ends. <laughs> I want to be here forever. You know, <laughs> <laughs> let the party go forever. <laughs> no. Let, no, I'm on the opposite side, Luis. Keep putting these fucking right times because then I'm gonna be like, you know what? Maybe Nolan, I'll watch it later. Not on no, HBO Max. But. I think there I are mean, some movies that movies, are appropriate for it. You know, like I think most it's, of his movies have been clocking at around that time anyway. Since The Dark Knight, I feel like Dunkirk was like his most, like his shortest movie of late. Uh huh. Everything, everything else of his goes over two Ed, hours for sure. We Ed, we should yes, yeah go yes how. We go. How many hours, how many hours can you sit through a movie? You know what I mean? Like, if you had to, if you had to, like, you've seen, you've seen, you saw The Irishman in theaters. Yeah. You know what I mean? That's a solid three hours, like, on the dot movie, right? And I didn't pee once, bro. Bro. <laughs> and we know what happened there, all right? We already know what's going on. I bet your kidneys were killing you. <laughs> Talking about my current medical condition? Yeah. <laughs> I don't want to give too much away. We don't want to out you right now. <laughs> Uh, Needless to say, I'm not drinking tonight, what's the ladies longest and gentlemen. Trip? Six hours, Ed. Could you sit through a six-hour-long movie? Your I mean, favorite, I'd have to your go favorite to the toilet eventually. Uh, Four hours. No, I mean, something Five like hours. that would... <laughs> Ten hours. No. <laughs> I mean, there is, like, a level of, like, excessive, but two and a half hours was fine. Oh, three and a half, sorry. Three and a half hours... Four, four might be my max, I guess. You think so? With the right director, your HBO right max, cast. four hours. Okay, <laughs> I think right. I mean, I'm not insane. Go fuck yourself. <laughs> I would never sit through a four hour long movie. The fact uh, you know, I'm looking uh, at my think... phone at at two o five. I start looking at my clock, going, okay, how many more minutes are left in this movie? You know what I mean? I, you know, would you guys be open to it if they started incorporating uh, intermissions again? <laughs> Ah. I mean, like I remember seeing the Hateful Eight when yeah. they were doing the road yeah, show, yeah, yeah, yeah. and they they had an inter- and that movie's like what two hours fifty. I like I like the idea I, of an intermission. Yeah. You know what I mean? I will, but I will say during that movie, and maybe because that movie's a bit of a slog, but like I Who's was favorite? like, hey, this is nice. This is a nice intermission. It is nice to get up ten minutes. Go, your your seats are already reserved. Mm-hmm. You can't lose those. So, uh, I don't know. I mean, I I I feel like like the the Irishman definitely could have done with an intermission. Mm-hmm. Sure. I think it's sure. I think if it's a movie that's like demanding three to three and a half hours, you're like, okay, yeah, throw in an intermission. Do I necessarily yeah. want an intermission like through every movie I see? No, 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 no not every movie, but like uh, after a certain time slot, like okay. We're gonna mandatory, gonna yeah, yeah. Like Miguel, uh, I think you've mentioned this before. Like Go whenever on. you got the Green Mile tape cassette, like yes. VHS, it, that movie stopped as place. Yes, right? two VHSs in one box, right? So 
like if there was like a natural point in the movie where you could be like, all right, this chapter is over. Uh, they did it with the director's cut of The Kingdom of Heaven, which is a like great movie. Literally, no one has ever said that. Like three hours. Oh, everybody. Everybody says, says that. Kingdom of Heaven. Three hours. Yeah. I like to talk shit. I don't give a that, fuck. At me. That, all right. At me. That director's cut. But was that punch three hours nerd, and twenty minutes. <laughs> But uh, they had a nice slot in there where they put an intermission. I'm going to end up going on a ton of tangents if I keep talking, so I'm going to shut up. But I just want you to know that I did watch, I rewatched Troy recently for the first time. I made, yeah. uh, I made Kristen watch it with me. And yeah. she, at one point, like we did it over a couple nights, and she at one point was like, I don't want to watch, <laughs> I don't want to watch Troy anymore. Yeah. <laughs> and I was like, okay, all right, that's cool. It, it is. It's a- got some great fights. Yeah. It's that like one moment fights. when he runs up and boom, you know what I mean? Yep. Yeah. That fight between Brad Pitt and Eric Banner is epic. Didn't yeah. even like, get to the, it. Just go on YouTube and oh, watch that's it. That's the best bit. Like after that, I turn it off. <laughs> the, that's, like, a, that's the cut. That off, fight. Huh? That fight is like one of the best sword fights in cinema history. We'll talk about it. Cinema later. history, Sorry, Ed. Uh, oh. Yeah, I'd, I'd, I'd put it in the running. All right. All right. Next week's next week's poll. Next okay. week's list, top ten He's list. He's writing it down. He's like, <laughs> "Good job, man." <laughs> top ten sword fights. Wait, mute him, mute him. He's about to write a lot. <laughs> I'm done. Okay, Ed was talking about how long he'd stay in the movie. I'm going to be very honest about something here. Um, there was a moment when Avengers Endgame was coming out, and I did look <gasps> up to get tickets for the Marvel Marathon. That was coming out oh. at El Capitan, where they were going to do 22 Marvel movie marathon, mm-hmm. th- oh, spanning mm-hmm. over three days, 64 no, 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 no. hours, and I was like, how, ma- "How many are the? How much are those tickets? Are they still available?" No. And I was, I, I legitimately was going like, oh, "How many days can I take off of work? Will I do this? Will I?" And and I was close to do it just because I want to be part of the event, you know. Uh, but I mean, That's yeah, they were- Sarah, Sarah talked you out of it, I assume. Yeah, I mean, just my conscience talked me out of it, you know. Like, <laughs> just I couldn't take off That's of work that much. That's a stinky little number. That's what it said. It's I'm reading this tweet <laughs> by Herb Scribner. We are all smelly feet. We are the popcorn we've consumed. We are the trash we've thrown away. Uh, and they're just images of people passed out. But I mean, what a <laughs> moment! Twenty two movie marathon. I mean, I would have done it, but no, oh well. no. One day, uh, I think back to that Dark Knight showing that we did the marathon. Yeah. Oh, that was yeah. a stretch. God, that was so Miguel, fun. you want to know my limits? That was my limit. Okay, okay, that's fair. Three two-hour movies, so yeah, six... Six... Yeah. Six is in change. I'm sorry. <laughs> it overcame uh, you. I, I don't even have time to get through this. You came up too quickly, gotta... <laughs> yeah. Well, needless to say, Oppenheimer's two hours and 30 minutes, uh, and I, we should play a game where we try to guess what the runtime of movies are next okay. time but too okay. late i've already spoiled it for us for these next movies <laughs> yeah, um, spoilers uh. spoilers uh this movie is two hours and 45 minutes do you want to guess audience members tiktok what? tiktok it's blonde scar uh starring anna de armas uh anna de armas okay de armas de armas uh she's de playing a this Maryland is coming to Monroe. netflix right yes coming to netflix september 23rd uh, so I you'll be able to pause release somewhere. Uh, well, I'm sure it will, right? Because I'm sure it wants an Oscar. They uh, just did that with Gray Man, yeah. yeah Maybe, yeah. Like very limited. Let's see, Blonde. Yeah, I would see cool. it. Well, because the uh, yeah, the director is like at Cinemark, really renowned. I have to. Yeah, it's... Andrew Dominic. Yes, 
And he's a very visually stylish very, yeah. uh, director. So, yeah, I'm here for it. I think the trailer looked great. Uh, yes. You can tell it's going to be very dark, uh, very distressing. Uh, and I did read, I this is just mainly me talking out loud for myself. I don't know about you guys. But I did read that this is not an, a legitimate uh, truth, whatever. I'm sorry, hang on. Let me take a step back. <laughs> it's based on a book. It's based on a book. It's not. It's not the actual telling or like the the biopic of Marilyn right. Monroe. Right. It's Correct. like based on a fictional book. I didn't know this until recently. Uh, so I think that kind of paints it a little bit differently for me, or at the at least it puts me in the right mind frame to see the movie. It's like okay, I don't have to walk away going like, oh, this is a true story. Uh, you know. Yeah. It's, no, I don't think this is like a standard biopic, but mm. it's you know probably like a behind-the-scenes look of probably what the shit what that was going on in her mm, life. Mm. Um, and obviously her and people like Elvis all had shit going on uh, that ultimately led to their early demise. Uh, mm. So it's sad. But uh, I'm very much looking forward to this one. It's it, like at the top of my list. At home. It, we'll it, watch. It's interesting. Uh, yeah, it's interesting you say that it's a, like being based off of a book because a lot of the shots that I see they're meticulously trying to imitate reality yeah. mm-hmm, on mm-hmm. all these famous like pictures and, and shots and things like that. So it's a nice blend of so, like really Andrew Dominic. Yeah. Sorry. No, go for well, it. He he's commented on it saying that, uh, the, a majority of the movie takes place around real events. Only they're filling in the, dialogue as it were right if that makes sense like he like these like you said these like these these moments moments in her career that you know she was famous for or whatever like everything the context of those moments i guess i did like he's trying to capture a brief update i did i'm in the middle of watching season two of of, uh, mad men Uh and they just had an episode where marilyn monroe dies at the beginning of the episode and the whole office is like forlorn. You know what I mean? Yeah. Everyone's like crying and like upset. And like Don Draper comes in and is like, get to work. <laughs> He's such a fucking asshole. Wasn't Sorry, that the thing? Tangent. Wasn't that the thing? Um, during that time, it's like, are you a Jackie or are you a Marilyn? Isn't yeah, they say that in, Mar- yeah, yeah, in, yeah. in Mad yeah, Men? Yeah, yeah. Like, where they're talking yeah, yeah. about like, what kind of, what's your image, you know? Because those are like the two. Or an Audrey. Like, have, Audrey you, Hepburn. have you seen the yeah. show, Ed? Mad Men? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. You, have you seen it all the way through? Yeah. Shit. I didn't <laughs> see it all the way through. Uh, we can well, talk well. about this when we're into, because it's... Oh, man, I just need to take a vacation and watch and play everything. Uh, but, you know... Uh, Tar! <laughs> new trailer came out. <laughs> a new trailer came out uh, called Tar, or is it Ta'ar? Or it, ha- it has a funny little accent. Tar. Tar. Man. I, I have no idea. Tar. Uh, yeah, Ta. Tar. Uh, this I don't know. this yeah. trailer threw me for a loop. I was watching it before we started recording tonight, and uh-huh. Luis jumped on while I was still watching it. Yeah. And like the first two minutes of the trailer or whatever is uh who's in this movie who is who is that? Kate Blanchett Kate Blanchett Kate Blanchett uh, I kept thinking um uh what's her name from uh uh fuck it never mind hereditary so I'm thinking of uh, uh Tony Collette 
Tony Clark. Yeah, yeah. I kept wanting to say Terry. But uh, the first two minutes of the trailer, everybody has all this smoke coming out, and I thought it was going to be like a like a no smoking ad type of movie. Like I thought like, it was too because it's like called Tar with nicotine, smoking cancer. Yes. you know what I mean. And then all of a sudden, she's like, she's like <laughs> conducting this orchestra, and I was just like, what is happening? This is not the direction I thought this trailer was going at uh-huh, all. And so too. now I'm like, okay, I'll watch it. Yes, yes. I, I, I did think it was it. like an anti-smoking movie or some sort of thing because it was called Tar and, and sm- well. So this is the plot on IMDb: the life of a renowned musician and composer Lydia Tyler as she oh, records a symphony that will take her formidable career to new heights. Uh, I did like the trailer. Uh, it seemed, you know, ominous and interesting um, about this uh, foreboding. From Todd Field. Uh, oh. He, he. The last movie he did was Little Children back in two thousand and six. Okay. So Whoa. this is his, yeah, his first. Before that was in the bedroom. Both critically acclaimed oh. films, and they're both very good. Uh, so I'm very excited to see him working with Kate Blanchett, who obviously is one of the best actresses out I there. Love her. Drama musical so, is what it says this is going to be. Nice bit of classical music. Yeah, uh, yeah I'm here for it. Um, it's two hours and 38 minutes. I'm cool with that. <laughs> uh, listen. God damn it. I watched the trailer on this. I'm going to now I'm taking this to a technical side. Um, when the smoke was happening. You know, it looked visually yeah. looked very cool. Um, but then I was like, this looks kind of pixelated. And I wish I got to see a higher version. And also looked kind of fake, too. There was a moment oh, where it kind of fake. Yeah, it pulled me away. And I was like, why does this look so fake? I want to see a cleaner version of it, you know? I was just sitting there watching that trailer going, it must be so awkward for actors sometimes. Yeah. Because, you know, she just opened her mouth and they're like, we'll, we'll do it in post. It's fine. Just open your mouth. <laughs> and so she was just like... You know what I mean? The entire time. Well, I think it was filmed slow motion, so it did. It, she didn't have to hold it no, for too long. No, I refuse. <laughs> but also, <laughs> I wonder, like, they must. She must have blown a little bit of smoke, and they were like, "Oh, that wasn't enough smoke. We need to add more in post." Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Um, on on a separate account, I want to go back to Oppenheimer because uh, the fact that I'm saying <laughs> that this looked low quality on YouTube. Um, on Oppenheimer, two think two funny things are happening. One, the only way that you can af- truly officially see this trailer, I think, is two ways. One, on Universal's YouTube website, and they're playing it like a live video repeated over and over and wow. over again. It's very strange, but it's been happening for like a week now or something like that for some some time. So if you go to Universal's YouTube, it'll play Oppenheimer. I think it's pinned at the top of their page. Uh, it'll ju- It's like a TV where it just on repeat over and over and over wow. again. I've never seen anything like that. Uh, but then if you go to the website too, you'll say, I, I want to watch this and it will force you to go full screen, no matter what, like you cannot minimize it. You can't <laughs> change the size. It's forcing you and it plays it on very good quality. Like I was pretty proud about that. I think uh, when they were doing the Batman and they were releasing trailers for that, um, he um, released, Demio. Yeah, on Vimeo, and you got to see like the grain and the clarity of things where things weren't pixelated, um, and you didn't see a lot of artifacts. And so I really appreciated yeah. that. Um, and Oppenheimer on their website, the resolution is fantastic, and you get to see it crystal clear. Um, but when you minimize that window, because that's what happened to me, like, oh, I want to minimize it, it ends it, and it just forces you to stop watching this trailer. And it says, wow. Would you like to watch it again? 
is what a button says. And so every yeah. time you watch it, it will force full screen and, and it, it will play all the way through, uh, which I thought was very, uh, very That's interesting. Awesome. I just like these little little tactics of how people present um, their it's media. It's just uh, Christopher Nolan trolling everyone. Yeah, yeah. It, yeah but it's, it, it's cool because it's sometimes people just make a movie and leave it up to the PR department to do whatever they want. But when people take yeah, ownership yeah. of it, um, it's cool. Like I, I like e- even though it's very particular, I still like somebody who's so involved. It's reminiscent of the uh, the Dark Knight uh, uh, ad campaign where they released like a website and you had yeah. to like solve clues to see clips or trailers yeah, or whatever. Yeah. Very Nolan. It's very cool. So uh, yeah, these are these are movies that we have to wait for. But uh, oh, oh, and coming soon. Um, we already seen the trailer. We've already seen the movie. Uh, Lightyear is coming out on Disney Plus. Uh, the famous box office, uh, you know, uh, failure. Uh, it's coming out. <laughs> what is this? Eight three August the third. Oh wait, that's today. That's today. Oh well, we're yeah, but we're no, recording this on Wednesday. No, it's <laughs> but Friday. It's already out. It's already it's out. Already it's out. Already out. Disney Plus. God damn it. be there. It's today, already there. Right yeah, it's already happened. Um. What else has happened? Uh, uh, Good Night Mommy uh, remake is happening. Uh, it's being released on September 16th. I don't know what that is, but Me it's coming. Uh, it's a, it's a, well, I guess this, obviously this is a remake, but it's a horror movie. Okay. Uh, and uh, it was, where was it set? Oh, I keep wanting to age, but it's Austrian. Uh, it was an Austrian horror film Austria. that I saw in theaters, actually. Okay. Um, and I know I, it was really did. good, really unsettling. And um, it's interesting that it's being remade so many years later right. with uh, Naomi Watts, who who doesn't like her. She's great. Uh, so anyway, I hadn't heard about it up until this point, so it's a surprise. Maybe it's like being swept under the rug, but right. uh, it piqued my interest. Well, it's coming up on Prime Video, September 16th. Uh, She-Hulk is being moved from Wednesday to Thursday. Makes sense because there's a time when we were watching Obi-Wan Kenobi and Miss Marvel on the same day, on a Wednesday. Um, so Disney Plus is fixing that. Uh, it's crazy because like there was a time when Star Wars was coming out on a Friday and Marvel was on a Friday. Then Marvel moved to Wednesday. And then like star wars went back to wednesday and i hope they're figuring this out but she hulk is now moving to thursday <laughs> august 18th nine episodes uh again um let's see bop, 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 bop. um pray will be out uh so you can watch that i'm excited to see that movie pray uh assembled yeah. miss marvel the behind the scenes of miss marvel is out as well um and bullet train bullet train is out Pew. um you know, we're talking about Bullet Train. I think it's the perfect time to talk about uh, our summer box office okay. movie update. So before we talk about Bullet Train, uh, let's throw it to Ed Ball, who's going <sighs> to walk us through some of the uh, updates for the summer box office. Right. Hey, Luis, I'm reading this. So you, why didn't you highlight what you want me to talk about? But I'm going to kick it off with uh, Nope. Um, oh. So, before Nope's release, um, Miguel and I, Luis was at Comic-Con, of course, Miguel and I uh, made a little uh, 
bets on how much Nope would bring in, and sure enough, we were way off. What were your uh, bets? I think I, I said a uh, hundred mil. I think. Yeah. And <laughs> I said somewhere Miguel in the 90, was the ninety. Range. Ninety. Yeah. And so we both I, had high hopes for this film. We just wanted it, and I've said this a million times now, I just wanted it to succeed. You know what I mean? We just wanted it to yeah. do well. And it did. It did. It, it came in at number one uh, with 44 million, which is more than Get Out made in its opening weekend. So, uh, But it's less than what Us made. So, um, you know, not bad. And then on its second week, it did drop down to... Uh, two, but it's currently at 80 million now, and it's ranked eight on our overall uh, box office lineup. So, like, right behind Black Phone, which is sure to overtake, I think it's gonna overtake Lightyear. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. you think, wait, you I, think Black Phone's gonna overtake Lightyear? No, I think Nope is oh, gonna yes, overtake I, Lightyear. I think Nope is gonna move on. Um, yeah, I think it'll get further than Elvis, but not obviously not as far as. Cool. I would love. I would no, love the nope top to land at number five. Nope was my number five. So if it could go all the way up, there, I, that'd be great. I really hope it yeah. does. I feel like it will. Just to go over it again, I think these lo- these are locked into play. Ed, why don't you go over the top the top yeah. movies again? Because I think the top uh, four are okay. locked and they won't be moving. Yeah. Uh, okay. So um, with the highest, uh, Top Gun has been reigning supreme. It's currently at 650 million. Uh, it ranked still at number five this past week, which is just nuts. Um, Jurassic World Dominion is kind of slowing down. It's at 369 million. It ranked in nine this last weekend. Uh, Minions uh, Rise of Gru uh, is at number three with 320. Uh, Thor is right behind at 301. Um, that dropped down to third this last weekend. So it's still still holding up there. Um, Elvis has been just smooth sailing. It's been pretty consistent, uh, but it's up to 129 million right now, which I'm, I'm glad that movie's making money. It, it deserves it. Yeah. Um, I would say go out there and give it a try. Uh, Black Phone is doing pretty well, 83 million. Um, oh, did I skip over Lightyear? Lightyear? <laughs> Uh, is at number six with 117. That movie won't be making any more money, especially now that it's on Disney Plus. Uh, and then Nope is at number eight with 80 million. Where the Crawdads Sing with 53 million. Uh, Sarah just read that book, by the way. Uh, Louise, didn't you say you read it? I, I did read the book. Yeah. Did you see it? But you haven't seen the movie. No, has she seen the movie? No, not yet. Okay. Just read I, the book. I ask her if she. Well, whatever. I'll, I'll talk to her later when I see oh, y'all guys. All right. <laughs> uh, and then after that, it's the Bob's Burgers movie, uh, which uh, finished out at 31. Super Pets, uh, which came in at number one this last weekend, made 23 million. Uh, that's that The Rock and uh, Kevin Hart. Uh, Kevin Hart. I know he doesn't go by The Rock anymore, but it's just easier that way. Um <laughs> Pause of Fury at 16 million. Marcel, the shell, is at 4 million. The little shell go. that could. Aww. And then at the bottom, uh, and I included this because I forgot that Miguel had put it in his uh, Dark Horse section, but uh, oh. Crimes of the Future came uh, finished. I mean, it's long gone out of theaters. Only made 2.4 million. So 
that yeah. just l- leaves us with Bullet Train, which comes out today, which is Friday, that you'll be listening to this. <laughs> See what I did there, guys? You did, yeah, you did I a did good it. job. Um, so I, this is kind of like a... This movie's getting some hype. Like, everybody that I talked to said, oh, yeah, I want to see that. It looks fun. Um, so I thought it would be fun to do another, like, box office prediction for its opening weekend. Uh, I'm going to go ahead and say it's probably not going to be $100 uh, like I guessed for Nope. But, um, yeah, what do you guys guys think? I'm going to say $55 million. Ooh, okay. I'm going to say $35 million. Okay. Uh, what I wrote down was 39. I think just a little bit higher than you, Louise. I think you might be right. Should I go ahead and say 40 and keep it? No, no. Keep, keep it 39. Uh, commit. Commit. All right. You said 35. Yeah. All right. 35, 55, and 39. I'm going to stick. I'm going to stick with 55. I don't care. Yeah. I don't give All a right. fuck anymore about this. <laughs> That's, uh, okay. I got that fucking update the other day, last week or whatever. And I was just like, man, fuck this shit. I don't give a fuck about this shit anymore. I don't care. Oh, fucking. Did Minions do really well? Thank fucking Christ. Oh, Yeah, I remember you shat all over me when I said how high I had Minions on my list, but... Well, you know what? I just didn't think that the sequel, like, the sequel to the spinoff or whatever was gonna do so well. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, as I said, you just got so lucky that these fucking Gen Zers or whatever were like, oh, Minions. Oh, the the kids would have seen it, too. The kids would have seen it. Too. I don't think it would have been as big had there not been like a, a, a big meme uh, movement. I, I think so too. It would have been a lot lower in the well, list. Well, I think uh, a lot of parents probably asked for their money back too. So it's probably ended it. I think what did made it do so well was the fact that they used that Eminem song. You know what I mean? Eminem, Eminem? when he wrote that song, he was like, This is your moment. And he was like, Not right. eight miles. Minions. minions. <laughs> this is what? my moment. Wait, is there really uh, an Eminem song about the minions? He uh, no, with me. No, they, they used, put in the trailer. They used his song. Oh, okay. Lose yourself. Oh, Lose I don't yourself really... in moment. You won't. I don't remember that. Once they got minions going. Or you guys like the minions? Uh, no. You know they're a laugh. No. <laughs> they're not. The they're worst. like cilantro. People either hate them or love them. Um, yeah. I was going to, before we leave the box office update section, uh, I wanted to point out one interesting fact here. A lot of movies that are being released, uh, they are opening up to about, I don't know, 4,500, 3,000 uh, theaters. Uh, Marcel with, sh- with shoes on, who is what? In the top 13? Um Yeah. All of these movies, thousands, thousands. Marcel with shoes on, eight hundred and twenty-one theaters. Wow! You know, I yeah. mean, and that's expanded. Like they're they're slowly they're kind of doing right. what they did with everything, everywhere, all at once. It's it's funny because when I wrote this down a couple weeks ago or some time ago, I wrote five hundred and ninety theaters, and then wow. I look. I think that was last week or a week and a half, and now I'm looking it up now in Box Office Mojo, eight hundred twenty-one theaters. And so, you know, you have, what, Bob's Burgers, 3,425, Black Phone, 3,156, Nope, 3,807, um, and Marcel is just under a K, 1K, like, 
rocking in these numbers. Like good for good for this good for this movie. Uh I really yeah. want to see it. But you know, there's only so much time and so many bills to pay. Um well, you know, that is the news of the week. Uh, but before we move on to our feature discussion of Nope, I would like to say that this podcast is sponsored by us, Punch Drunk Nerd. Punch Drunk Nerd is sponsored by Punch Drunk Nerd. Uh, please, you know, we are a small little podcast and we would love to have your support. Dropping five stars into Apple Podcasts really helps on YouTube or on YouTube or on Spotify. Uh, you know, give us a like, subscribe. Uh, help us out to let other people know uh, who we are. You know, I want to say we had some reviews get dropped into Punch Drunk Nerd on our podcast. I want to shout out real quick. And you too, if you do leave a review on Punch Drunk Nerd, you will be you will have a little shout out. Uh, here's the first one uh, from Kay uh, Lee Berry. Uh, these guys are great for keeping me in the know on nerd news from the internet. I don't normally follow these topics, but they're keeping it interesting. Each episode gets better and better. Thank you. Uh, it's the best show since FX The Bear. Wow. I love it. Uh, Georgina Emma 94 uh, says, easygoing podcast. Funny. Good listen. Thank you. Um, and you too can be uh, have a shout out in this podcast. All you got to do is go to your Apple podcast and leave us a review uh and and write up some stuff and we'll give you a shout out and you'll be making our day okay uh and we're on youtube and uh yeah i mean we would love to have more subscribers so that we can finally lock down youtube.com slash punch nerd unfortunately until we get 100 subscribers we can't do that right now we're youtube.com slash channel slash uce 3jeo dash bvihwnasr we have, we're a long we're a long url so we need to, we can't have a personalized YouTube we need name. More. We need more, but that's okay. We're going to keep doing this because we love it and you love it and we love you guys. So that's the end of the sponsorship. Let's get to the feature discussion of Nope, directed by right. Jordan Peele. Uh, this has Kiki Palmer, Daniel Kaluuya, Steven Yoon, Barbie Fer Ferriera, Brandon Perea, Michael Wincott, and Keith David. <laughs> I butchered some names there. Two siblings who are who uh, run a California house ranch discover something horse. wonderful. <laughs> they run a California horse ranch um, from the beginning. <laughs> horse ranch. Uh, horse ranch. <laughs> Thank you. No better. You'll be a man. <laughs> uh, did you know that the first images were uh, a black man riding a horse? Uh, and that horse was run by this company. Uh, no, they, they run a California horse ranch and they discover something wonderful and sinister in the skies above. I don't know if it would be wonderful. Uh, while the owner of an adjacent theme park tries to profit from the mysterious otherworldly phenomenon. Um, all right. I mean, listen, we all saw it on IMAX, which is pretty cool. We all saw it on the format. Again, I like to say that um, this was a DP who worked on Christopher Nolan's Dark Knight Rises and his other uh, Hoyt Van Hoytemer. Hoyt Van Hoytemer. Um, from Dark Knight Rises on to his future movies. This was the DP that worked on IMAX stuff. Uh, and so Jordan Peele picked him up to kind of get his, you know, use his knowledge, use his noggin to make this into an IMAX event. Um, all right. I mean, let's open up the floodgates. What did we think of Nope? 
Miguel, it's precious on your mind. Let's hear it. So first off, I just want to say that I don't think I saw it on like a true IMAX screen or That's whatever. Fine. That's I, okay. I remember walking away from it going, I say remember, like, I mean, it was hours ago. Um, I just didn't get that same feel like in Houston there at the Regal Cinema or whatever. They have like a true IMAX screen. And right. it's like the sound, the screen, everything you feel like engulfed by it. I remember we saw like several movies, but like one just off the top of my head was Gravity. Like I remember feeling like, Ooh, yeah. I remember feeling like I was going to fall into space. You know what I mean? With Sandra Bullock in that movie. And in this one, I, I just, it just felt like a regular screen really just as far as yeah. like my perspective. You yeah, know what yeah, I mean? Yeah, totally. Um, so I was a little let down. Like I wasn't like drawn into it. Um, but no, I actually, you guys, I don't know about you. I, I'm a dumbass, but I, I walked away from that movie going like, I have no idea what just happened. Like I didn't, I, it didn't click with me. I didn't get it. Uh -huh. I didn't understand. I didn't understand like the key things that I was supposed to take away from it. I was just like, and I maybe drank a little too many beers like today. You know what I mean? Like, oops. You know what I mean? Uh, but no, I had no idea what was happening after like 20 minutes into the film. I was like. I'm lost. I have no idea what's going on. I yeah. Uh, is yeah. there anything you have questions about? I guess I would really love for you guys to just to tell me what I saw. I went and watched. Statement. I went and watched like one of those like you know you jump on YouTube and they're like the ending of the movie explained the ending or whatever. Explained. Yeah, 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 yeah. And I watched that whole video. It was like 20 minutes. Of course. And I was just Good. like, oh shit, was I supposed to get like all of this? Right. I had, yeah, I had no idea. Like there was names I didn't catch. Uh, like they were calling the alien ship something. I didn't get if it was like a ship or if it was alien itself. It's definitely an alien. Uh, it's they an were, alien. It, it was alien. eating people. Yes. And I, the monkey thing, I didn't understand. Uh, okay, I didn't understand the the collect the correlation between the monkey right. and the alien. Uh, cool. But I, I was I was invested. I don't think I don't think anyone was doing a bad job whatsoever. I think I was just lost. You know what I mean? Yeah, I think the I I will say I've heard some talks about Gordo, the Gordo story, um, and the monkey. It's just like some people are like, I don't see the connection. I don't understand what's going on, and I feel like what he's doing is something that movies used to do a really long time ago um, where they, they have these thematic scenes that maybe don't tie into the story narratively. I mean, it does influence uh, Steven Yeun's character a little bit on like how he moves forward in life um, and how he perceives uh, horror or trauma, right? And how he handles trauma. But I think for the most part, that Gordo uh, story is just kind of like, um, an example of what happens to exploitation, what happens to trauma. Mm -hmm. It's just a thematic like side story that happens to kind of further along the themes of the movie, you know? And I, I don't think that that's a, a thing that happens a lot in movies these days where it's just kind of like point A to point B to point C to point D point E. Sure, sure, fine. sure. But I, it's just, I think it's just like one of those older time cinematic tools of like, let me visually showcase a theme throughout and it is like disturbing and it is uncomfortable and it, it is like a, a horror movie and so it just adds to the uncomfortableness as you watch it because you're like wait what's going on why are we seeing this monkey going back what happened to the plot where are we i think yeah. that confusion is intentional and sure. it's supposed to make you feel unsettling but i think 
from what I was interpreting it is because it took me time to digest it for sure. I didn't come out of the movie like I understood everything. Like I was like on my drive home thinking about this movie and I was with the people and I was like, do you guys understand why this? Ha-? I was talking it out with them. Mm-hmm. Uh, but that's kind of where I landed about the Gordo story. Um, just being like a thematic example of, you know, exploitation. Um, Ed. And it kind of parallels. Parallels, yeah. How, yeah, how they deal with the alien. Or how they it's approach like, the alien. They, they start realizing that it's like a predator. It's yeah. like a alpha. He's being, he's you can, kind of. You can only push them so protecting far. Protecting his territory. He's being territorial. Yeah. Uh, just like the monkey became, uh, with the ape, whatever, and, um, then was abruptly, uh, killed in kind of like a... Right. They did this thing, they used to do this thing, I remember I learned in theater, um, they had, like, before a show started, they would have a dumb play before the actual play itself, Mm -hmm. and the Mm -hmm. dumb play would be, like, a scene or something that happens that kind of tells you what's going to happen in the movie ahead of time you know it's like just by watching the first scene or by the first thing that is like you're getting a sneak peek into the arc of the whole movie so the gordo story is kind of like a dumb play but instead of it just playing up top it's playing throughout um yeah i mean that's like you said ed that this is kind of what happened to them he got the steven yoon character was exploiting this alien character and then what happens when you push him too far you know and Obviously, there's also things he, things he can, yeah. But he was. It's exactly. kind of the situation where people, when people are grown in an environment of trauma, trauma or whatever, they they take that and then they use that as well. You know what I mean? But yeah. there's so many themes too where this movie was dealing with grief as well, where the father kind of passed away and they were kind of finding their place and footing. Um, yeah. In the middle of all this, that was ha- as they were dealing with this trauma and grief. There's a fucking alien there, like yeah. who we thought was a spaceship. And then when that moment came out, we're like, I don't think it's an alien ship. I think it's the alien, or however he said it. I was like, Oh, yeah. I like that. Yeah. You know, I did like that turn when we realized it, it was I, actually yeah, an alien. It was different. Yeah. Um to, sorry, just to go back a little bit to the the monkey scene or that monkey parallel. Uh, like the when Stephen Yoon is first talking about it to them, uh, the Daniel Kaluuya and Kiki Palmer characters, he's describing it. He doesn't descri- describe it directly as, as it happened. He describes it through an SNL skit. I loved that. I thought yeah. that was such a cool way. Sorry, I don't mean to talk over you. No, yeah. no. Hey, you loved it. That's great. I, but yeah, I thought that was like a very yeah interesting like. Develop or just like staging of that character, and then seeing that he has this secret room where, like, he has the shoe with blood on it. It's yeah. like he's taken this very traumatic event from his childhood and exploiting it, and exploiting it. And that's but and that's the only way he can process it, or yeah, process it, or even talk about it. It's like uh, it was actually very funny on SNL. They did a he he said they did it more justice than I could tell you or whatever. Yeah, you know what I mean. And I thought that was an interesting point that yeah. like this like comical retelling of the event is how he 
would prefer to like to process it. Yeah, remember it or tell you about yeah. it because it's easier than being like, oh no, this shit happened and it was very traumatic. I will yeah. also say on a side note here that has nothing to do, but the fact that they brought that they that in this movie they casted Chris Catan as the monkey is incredible. Like, let, not, I had no idea. Well, when he's telling the story, he's actually labeling actors who played the parts in the thing. Um, he was like, yeah. Uh, sh- uh, Sherry O'Terry. Sherry O'Terry. I love Sherry O'Terry. Chris Sherry O'Terry. And, and Chris Kattan, he's like, and Chris Kattan played the monkey beautifully, is what he said, or something like that. And I remember watching SNL during those days when Chris Kattan literally was playing a monkey character. And if you go in, he does play, uh, I forget the name of the character, but uh, he, he do- there's one where he does it with The Rock, and they're both like the monkey. But it, I just thought that was so fun how, like, in real life, Chris Kattan did do a bit where he played a monkey. And the fact that they were they able were to incorporate, they were utilizing that oh. into the thing. Um, I thought that was fun. I thought you meant, I thought you meant every actor he mentioned was they portrayed those characters in this the scene we saw in the movie. I thought you were saying Chris Kattan like put on a suit and oh, played the monkey no. like like Caesar in uh in Planet of the Apes. Uh, yeah. I was like, oh shit, okay, Jordan. Peele. I was like, yeah, I was looking because I could, I didn't know who Chris Kattan was, so I had to look it up real quick. Corky Romano, Corky Romano, yeah, he Did was you guys like to buy some cookies. Uh, it was uh, Mr. Peppers is the is the character he played. Mm-hmm. um on chris Kattan, i think and the rock was his dad it's a it's a really funny sketch um but speaking of a, the rock uh he also talks about uh how his the scorpion king the oh, scorpion, the scorpion king. king that was like yeah. his first movie that he like yeah. worked with his dad on and i was just like damn they really did go with camels i've seen that movie a million times there was no horses and it, barely and, that and he's wearing home. that hoodie throughout the end yes yeah, yeah yeah the scorpion king hoodie. oh it says i am on a side, yeah. on another side note, uh, I I went to Universal's uh like, what's it called? They obviously they have the Universal theme park here in L.A., but they have like the Universal City Walk. At the Universal City Walk is the only true IMAX in L.A. So if you want to see IMAX, you go to the Universal City Walk, and there they had uh, costumes of Kiki Palmer and Daniel Kaluuya, and uh, the costume they had for Daniel was the Scorpion King hoodie. Um, that's cool. That's cool. So uh, you know, maybe I'll send you a picture of that. But yeah, that that was like a that was a, <laughs> if you if we're lucky. If you're lucky, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Send me a couple bucks. Man, you know what I mean? I just I also feel like the and I said this before we started recording, but I feel like the disservice that I did to this movie was the fact that I got up twice to go pee, uh, and I really thought I was like choosing the right moments. Like, okay, I'll come back in like two minutes, yeah. and I'll like I'll still understand what's going on. But I definitely don't remember the moment where they said, oh, it's an alien, not a spaceship. I just like uh, by the end of the movie picked that up. I was like, oh, that's not right. It looks like I, a mouth. I, I think that's when it said like thing. the way it, there's a scene where it kind of goes over the mountain hill or like uh-huh. it, it like rolls and then goes over the hill. And at that moment, he's like, it doesn't move like a ship is I think the words like it doesn't yeah. move like a ship. Yeah. yeah. And, Damn. That, and, and I, that, you want to know something uh-huh. that was right when I went to go pee. I remember it doing that. I yeah. remember it going over the mountain and being like, I'll be right back. I got to go pee. Yeah. And then after that, he was like, it doesn't move like a ship. And that's when I'm like, Oh, wait a second. Are a we not dumbass? Are we not dealing with that? And then that scene where he finally goes to, uh, after it sucks up all the people at the ranch and he uh-huh. sees them and it's coming and it has see this big ass mouth sucking everything. Yeah. Um, those are one of the few moments I did like the IMAX, but I'm with you, Miguel, where I feel like 
I was a little bit underwhelmed with the IMAX experience, and I thought it was going to be all the way through. I think there mm-hmm. were some gems that happened, but it wasn't something that it wasn't ongoing, you know? Yeah. Um, yeah. I know there's troubles with IMAX, like in intimate scenes with dialogue, because it's very loud. It's a very loud mm-hmm. machine. But I feel like they've fixed that, though, haven't they? Like over the years, especially with Christopher Nolan, haven't they advanced right. that? That's, that's what I, I, don't, I don't know enough. And I'd love to bring somebody who yeah. knows about that stuff. But I know. You know, and I think what they've done is they do digitally IMAX, you know, because for Avengers, like Endgame, the whole, mm. I think one of those, like the whole movie is IMAX, like intimate scenes. I think they can do that because it is digital. But yeah. here they wanted to do everything through film. Um, and so I'm guessing that's why we cut back to like normal uh, ratio for uh, those dialogue scenes. I, didn't, I don't know if that happened with mine. I didn't ever notice that. It, it did. Um, I will it say did. that, like, some of the guys that I was with said that they didn't feel like the IMAX uh, was necessary. necessary. Yeah. yeah. But um, I, it's still a, I mean, visually, it's not like, obviously, it's not showing you, like, space and stuff. I mean, the picture is gorgeous. Like, the, the film is. Uh, really great and i thought moments like when you know he's getting chased by the alien down the, the strip those are cool moments yes the, the, the alien, when yeah. the house is getting drenched in blood such a good moment when the house that was such a blood. cool I scene i was just that, like yeah. oh my god this is so just visceral and intense it's just like how horrifying would that be such, yeah that, you know? i love that because you knew exactly what he just sucked up and yeah, uh, and then like that scene where they're actually inside yes! the alien. Yes. Oh, man. Those, was, those uh, things are so otherworldly because you're so used to seeing yeah. everything else. And then you're like, what am I seeing right now? And it just completely shifts the look of the film when they're kind of being digested into this alien's yeah. body. Yeah. And they're crawling up. Like, yeah. yeah. And you think like, oh my God, what is happening? And no, it's just screams and stuff. Yeah. You realize screams. where all the coins and shit are coming from. Yeah. Uh, like, you know, the, all the flying, uh, you know, disposed of trinkets or whatever. Right. Man. Uh, I loved all of those details. I, and I, whether it should, was worth the IMAX, I don't know. I mean, I still enjoyed it. I think, uh, Damn. Yeah, I know. It's what, did like, you miss that a, part too, I gotta watch this movie again because <laughs> I, man, like I, I said, I got lost pretty quick into it. And at, at one point, I was just trying to keep up. Like, what is happening? I'm looking at this, I'm looking at that, I'm peeing over here. I, yeah, I, I feel like I did a disservice to this movie. Can I definitely I say, need to go back and see it again. I went into it when we first started watching it. And it opens with that whole Gordo stuff. Then it cuts to present day or whatever. And you don't really understand the connection at right. all. Yeah. But I, I've, I I remember telling myself, like, because I was thinking, like, hmm, where is this going? How does this tie in? Yeah. And then I was like, ignore it. Just press on. Yeah. I, I felt myself, and I, like, you do that with, I feel like going into movies like by Jordan Peele or Christopher Nolan, you find yourself like just overlooking 
yeah. trying to find every little fucking thing. Yes, yes. And it gets so convoluted. Like, I, I remember trying to do that with Tenet. Just I was just about to say. Instinctively, because yeah. you're trying to, like... But then that movie just gets so you overwhelmingly... No, you can't keep up. So I, I tried to stop myself, and I don't think I did. That's yeah, a really because like, like I enjoyed it, but like I I I know what you mean. I guess is what I'm saying. It's like that's a really good I, point. I, I I went into it and I started looking for whatever like similarities yeah. or, or yeah. what the fuck is totally. I, what are they was, laying out here? I was even trying to like keep notes on my phone for a little bit, uh-huh. and then it just became like I just can't do this because then I'm then I'm just like too into my phone <laughs> yeah, trying yeah. to keep up with it. Yeah. You're absolutely right. You I I really should have just tried to be a little more along for the ride and yeah. then like dissect it later. I mean, sometimes you just can't help it, but <clears throat> uh, especially with a movie kind of like that, of this, you kind of want to catch it all at once. But Damn. yeah, sometimes you get so focused on stuff. And yeah, what? I was just like agreeing with you because I I felt myself going down that that rabbit hole, and then I held back, and then I was just like, oh, I'm here for this movie. Well, it's like especially yeah. when you watch like other YouTube videos or like articles, like. Well, when this happened and this happened, this obviously set this up. And there's like, God damn, yeah. like, I don't want to be a fool. I want to I want to make sure I keep up. With you want to catch those things. I want to catch yeah, those things, yeah. too. Like, I, I could be yeah. just as smart as you, YouTube video. You know what I mean? And like, I, that's why I'm always looking like, OK, he stepped with his left foot and he's doing it again. And he's like, yeah. see, this I is a red as- room. So what does that mean? You know what I mean? Like, you're just trying to I- digest everything. Lately, and maybe it's because of the podcast, and I'm just thinking about movies more yeah. recently. But I really am trying to tell myself, like, watch a movie two or three times, like, really, like, let it soak in, see what's going on, understand the themes, pick up on those things. Because that first viewing is just so hard to it is to catch everything or to to really understand the scope of the story that's being yeah. told. Especially, yeah, with a movie like this where it's not so easily like you can get swept away with it that they kind of give you information when they decide it's necessary yeah. but all the while it's been kind of like ooh mysterious and you don't know what's what for sure so and that that can impact how you feel about a movie absolutely like it it can really make or break it and it sucks uh but i mean overall i I mean, I enjoyed this film coming out of it, but like, yeah. I instantly felt like I really want to see that again. Same, yeah. To I, it's one of those films that will definitely kind of lend itself to more viewings. Not that I had a bad time the first time, but more just like, yeah. I will. There's there's a lot to unlock. I will say, as far as like a trilogy, like quote unquote trilogy goes, like this is a great showing for Jordan Peele. You know what I mean? You have Get Out, Us, and Nope. You know what I mean? Yeah. That's like a that's like a Sunday right there. Like, let me watch all that's three true, of these back to back. Let me see the style. Now, you know what I mean, if you had to rank those three in order, how how would you oh. rank them? As of Personally. now, I would be get out. Nope. Us. Okay. I would I would flip those just a little bit. Get out. Get out for sure. Number one. I would put in order, you know what I mean? Like us and then Nope, just because I really want to go back and watch Nope again, because I feel like I, like I said, I, yeah. I just really biffed it. But uh, us, us was really good. Surprisingly. I really good. enjoyed I us. I don't Mike, think. I, and, yeah. I had a question. Now I want to throw a question at you about us. Um, did you, I thought there was a lot of stunning visuals and I think he does a really good job of establishing, especially 
with this well he's he's great at establishing stunning visuals and i think in this movie he did very stunning simple visuals but in us as stunningly as it was did how did you feel about the ending because i felt like we had all this mystery up top and then at the yeah. end at the underground and like the student like in the classroom scene it was just like vomit of exposition do you know mm. what i mean and that that was mm. like one thing that kind of put me in a i don't know just it left a bad a- it left me a, it it left a bad aftertaste in my mouth after watching us because it was yeah. like mystery 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 and here's everything that happened everything that happened okay and then we finished the movie um yeah. that's why i would put nope even though as confusing as it is or as like i don't know not as clear or whatever uh as simple as it is i put it as get out nope and then us just because yeah. um yeah i, I can improve or deteriorate with more viewings but i i i'm interested to know how you felt about that exposition at the end like you know did it not bother you were you okay with it was there a reason why you were fine with it things like that I liked it. I I remember thinking, oh, I understand now. Like, what's this whole like twist the entire time has right. been like this this one character uprising, and then you realize, oh, it's like it's her. She's the original. Uh, and then I guess I was just kind of so caught up in that. Like, I I want to call it the twist, but I don't think that's like the right maybe twist. Yeah, it but, felt like a, the twist moment for me. Yeah, right. Like it was like yeah. Here's the twist. You know. Yeah. Yeah, I and I bought into it, but you know me, like sometimes, like I just I'll straight up buy into something, and then yeah, yeah, if, yeah. and then if it's if it's shitty, I'll be like, I don't give a fuck. I already bought into it. You know what I mean? Well, then because after uh, that, you're swept into that one moment where like I forget, like the the car fire scene explosion and things mm-hmm, like that. Like mm-hmm, a lot of shit mm-hmm. went down, and you're like, oh fuck, this is cool because that was cool. I um, will say, as far as all three of these movies goes, obviously I just saw Nope today. But uh, I haven't seen Us more than once. I haven't seen Nope more than once. But I have seen Get Out two or three times. Yeah. Uh, And maybe it's just uh, I need to see both of these other movies uh, a good handful more times to really like solidify my opinions on them. Yeah. I need to see Us again for sure. Me too. I I do need to see Us again. Um, After it came out, coming out of Nope. Let's do a little like group watch. Marathon. Yeah. Yeah. We'll we'll do a marathon. Um, But uh, let me ask you guys something about Nope. Uh, back to note, we talked about Oppenheimer playing right before it. My, I don't know about you guys, but my theater played, I guess they're doing like an anniversary re-release of Jaws uh, in oh, IMAX. Oh, yeah. Man, I gotta I say, was... I have never seen Jaws. Me neither. Like uh-huh. I've those, never seen Jaws. Like, I, think we, I think we talked about this recently. It's like a classic, like one you really want to see. And yeah. I was kind of hyped when I saw that trailer about the re-release. It was like, okay, dude, this might be like the moment to go see this movie again. Yeah. I was thinking like I, whoever placed it there needed a raise because that movie landed or that trailer anyway landed itself so well to this uh, movie. Well, totally, right, it is totally. like a jaws type of movie, is, you know what I mean? Yeah, from what I'm from what I hear. It. They've got like a last I I mean I saw it. I was just like, "Oh man, it's just like jaws." And sure enough, they blew up the alien just like jaws and uh you know, two people surviving at the end, you know, sacrifices along the way. Uh, yeah, I, I love that little element about it, I guess. I was just curious. I, I, I was listening. I was, I've watched like a couple of videos after 
you know, nope on YouTube. I have not. I, I probably need to get on some of these videos, I guess. I, I just do it because, I, you know, we have the, like this podcast also forces me to like, hmm, I got to have things to say. Um, hey, we wouldn't force you to do anything. No, well, I like it. I like doing it. It, it, it pushes me to do it and to be more yeah. insightful. No, but... I should. So maybe sometimes I won't sound like a bumbling idiot when I'm trying to talk about movies. But, but um, somebody called out. Yeah, I'm, I'm interested. Somebody Sorry, called out about uh, how, you know, they were saying OJ, Daniel Kaluuya's character, that mm -hmm, he, some theorized that he may have died in the end and that you know, when you see that last shot, it, there's like these mm -hmm. words up top where it says like yonder or something like that. Or yeah, open yonder. Yeah. Um, open yonder, I think is what it says. Something like, yeah, open yonder and just like how it's kind of like a ghosty image of him. Uh, and they were throwing it out there. I was like, oh, I never really thought of it that way. I thought he did survive and it was just kind of like. That's how I interpreted it. You interpret it as if he, he died. That he died. Yeah, that's. I mean, like I said, I was just trying to keep up with what was going on. Well, you're not and, the only one who thinks that way. People other thought and people thought that. And that last moment you see him, I was like, "Oh, he's dead." Like, and this is like a a nod to his character or something. One right. last little like, ooh, kind of like the top in in uh, Inception. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. That's the, yeah, exactly. That's what they're alluding to too. Uh, I, I when I watched it, I was like, "Oh, he's back!" But then when they brought it up, I was like, "Oh, I guess maybe he did." But selfishly, I don't want him to die. You know what I mean? No. Um, yeah. But I, I I thought he was definitely alive. Uh, can but, I say, regardless of knowing what was happening in this movie, I fucking love Daniel Kaluuya. You know what I mean? Like, I will see any movie with him yeah. from now until the end of time. That is such a like, he, yeah. yeah. It's such a difficult role to play that role of like, um what's it called what you know like uh because kiki palmer obviously stole the show but daniel Kaluuya did such a good job of being not underwhelmed stoic. what am i trying to say subdued subdued and stoic that is a very difficult trait to play trait mm -hmm. to play as an actor um but he i think he did a stunning job it's, one moment i'm thinking of is when he's stuck in the truck and the alien's floating oh, on top of the uh, the house and he like opens the door looks mm. up and he's like it's like nope nope and he closes it, and yeah. he did such a good job. Uh, I, I mean, the theater was laughing when that happened, but yeah, Miguel, I mean, go on about how you love uh, Kaluuya. Like, I love him. I'll see him in anything. I mean, yeah. I loved the beginning of this movie. That was when I was most focused. I was like, yeah, buddy, you go ahead. You know what I mean? You yeah. get that horse with that. I felt bad. That, that was the one scene, you know what I mean? I was just like, gosh. Uh, you know, he's like over here trying to like keep this legacy alive. Yeah. And then the horse, of course, like, uh, I, I can't believe I just said horse, of course. <laughs> <laughs> uh, like, kicks the actress or yeah. whatever, and then they, the next shot you see them, like, he's walking the horse away, and they're, like, bringing in, like, the green, the green yeah. screen horse, and you're just like, oh, fuck, man, dude, you were totally getting, like, the shit into the stick in this industry. Like, you were absolutely getting phased out, and of course, it's, like, the moment you're trying to, like, pick up your father's legacy, and oh no that's interesting yeah, when you're talking about like uh this is another thing i heard online but uh you know they were bringing in the horse to like do the green screen effect and a lot of people were like oh this movie's about the state of filmmaking these days and mm -hmm. oh no this movie's about grief oh no this movie's about race oh no this movie's about animals the movie's about trauma and so made a good point that i kind of agree where people are like no this movie's about this one thing but what I kind of like about this movie is that this movie is about all of those things and they're mm -hmm. all yeah. wrapped under this one umbrella where 
Yeah, they can all kind of coexist together in a story. And it's odd. It's it's kind of simple. And it's... But it also surprises you, I think, yeah. with where it goes. It doesn't do, like, with the alien object not being, like, a ship turning out to be the actual alien. Uh, the look of the alien. The reveal at the end so, when it just yeah. kept, and like... You know, you guys, you actually got, out. yeah, when you yeah. actually got to see it spread out and open, and, and it was just like, yeah, showing. Oh, itself. I yeah. was, oh, I was so lost. I was like, all of a sudden, <laughs> it's, a, it's a butterfly, yeah, dragonfly yeah. looking thing. I, I was like, oh shit, I don't know what's going on. <laughs> yeah, and yet somehow, and yet somehow, I caught. Oh yeah, Daniel Kalula died. Now, granted, this is like a ghost. Yeah, I know. She caught that. She caught. Somehow, I was there. Somehow, I was right on it. <laughs> Uh, no, I gotta go back and watch this movie. Ed, I know you uh, didn't see it alone. Uh, you saw it with some people, right? Yeah, I don't always go by myself. Right. Uh, so this time, yeah, I went with our regular, my regular guys, I guess, uh, Mike Lindau and Bryce Perkins. Um, so I got, uh, I tried to make it snappy this time uh, by doing the questions. Uh, being yep or nope questions. Okay. Uh, it wasn't very well thought out, but, uh, you know, it made for snappy answers. So, uh, I yeah. like it. I like it. So that. I'm going to, I'm going to play, uh, Bryce's, uh, Bryce Perkins of the movie gap fame. Uh, here's his opinions. All right, I'm here with Bryce Perkins of the Movie Gap fame, and we just saw Nope, and we're going to play a game of Yep or Nope. Does the blood ritual start now? Yeah, bend over. Huh, yep. <laughs> there you go. All right, uh, did you like Nope? Yep. Would you recommend Nope? Yep. Have you seen Jordan Peele's other films, Get Out and Us? Yep. Uh, would you rate this better than that? Only one of them. So, yep. Uh, <laughs> well, but not the other one. Did you like it in IMAX? Yep. Would you recommend it in IMAX? Uh, yep. For sound. Okay. <laughs> and uh, how about that Oppen uh, Oppenheimer trailer? Uh, yep. Thank you very much, Bryce. <laughs> you had to throw that in there. <laughs> I love that right. game. Alright, and here's Mike Lindauer. Alright, I'm here with my buddy Mike Lindauer, and we just saw Nope. Uh, and we're going to play a game of Yep or Nope. Uh, Mike, did you like Nope? Yep. Would you recommend Nope? Yep. Have you seen Jordan Peele's other films, Get Out and Us? Uh, only Get Out. So, Nope. Uh, <laughs> did you like it in IMAX? I am recording, sir. Excuse me, sir. I'm recording. Uh, did you like it in IMAX? Yes. Yep. Would you recommend it in IMAX? Nope. How about that Oppenheimer trailer? Nope. Ooh. <laughs> hey, man. I'm kind of... As far as a trailer goes... Uh, yeah, nope. <laughs> nope. I love how uh, when Bryce was telling us to go watch the movie in IMAX because the sound quality was so good, the sound quality in the interview got so bad. Oh, sorry. It, it, it like oh, echoed. That's funny. It oh. echoed while you were saying it. 
I thought I was going to say something funny, but now it just sounds hurtful now that I hear it. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I'm sorry. I, it was all on my shitty iPhone. No, Miguel. Good, Is that what you want to hear? That's what I wanted to hear. <laughs> yeah, you got to update your iPhone, iPhone you dumbass. <laughs> no, I'm kidding. We love you. Um, <laughs> that's so Jesus. fun. I, I, love, uh, I love hearing their comments, obviously, from the movie Gap. Uh, go check them out. Right, one of them. One Bryce. of them. Uh, yeah. Bryce is of the movie Gap, yeah. Um, and uh, Mike is just a co-worker. And he's a good dude, Mike. I never met him, but he sounds like a good dude. <laughs> um, um, yeah, I mean, so, yeah, yeah that's, that's nope. Uh, also, one more technical thing I'm going to bring up here. Um, there were some moments when it got really dark, and I'm not against the dark at all. Um, like Kind of like shadowy effect. And there's this thing uh-huh. I do when I edit, when I'm color grading stuff, and I really push the darks, um, and when I put a lot of effects on them, things start to pixelate because you're really pushing the footage a lot, mm. uh, and things start to break down a little bit. Um, and when I was watching this footage, there was a lot of scenes where it got dark, and you just wanted to see a sliver of light. And it was kind of that pixelated feel I was getting... And I was like, oh, this doesn't feel organic. And it made me, it makes me actually want to go see it in uh, Dolby Cinema because they have very good like screening. Um but we I know. don't know if you caught I know, yeah, yeah. I don't know <laughs> if you caught that, but that's a thing. Any other like filmmakers watch listen to this, hit me up at Punch Drunk Nerd if you if you caught that too. It was a little bit strange. Um, but that that's all. That's all I wanted to, to flag. Um thank you. And let's see, what else? Is there anything else I wanted to talk about? Uh, it was a good overall score. thoughts. What, yeah, what are just overall thoughts? Uh, yeah, what? I I liked it. I want to see it again uh, if it comes up. I, I'd love to see it again. I I, I enjoy how simply co- like simply dist- uh I don't know what am I trying to say. Simply confusing it was. Do you know what I mean? Like not confusing. <laughs> I just like how simple it was in it in its way. It wasn't like, too yeah uh it didn't go out of its way to be confusing or whatever it right was just like when we're inundated with so much like stuff in your face it was refreshing for me to feel like to have a simple movie experience that's all i have to say yep i was uh totally lost and confused this entire movie so i'm glad to know that uh it was so simple and i should have just picked up on it no, not in the sense <laughs> where it's simple, like, um, sorry. No, no, no. Not I, like plot-wise. Like, I was lost. Not, not plot-wise. That's not what I mean. Not plot. I'm talking about, like... The structure. The structure, like, it It was, like... Like I said, it's, it's, kind, it's like Jaws, but there's all this other shit going on. You know right. what I mean? It's confusingly simple. How about that? Like, yeah, where, where even, go. like, uh, a lot of the, the pacing and maybe the placement of the camera like there isn't a lot of like sure it has like these action moments but there are these in-between moments that are very still you know what i mean it's not jumping around we're not doing a lot of cuts we're not talking a lot which adds to like the confusion of what's happening in the plot you know what i mean there's a lot of moments we're just standing still it's like simple framing simple dialogue but all of that makes it can make it confusing because you're not getting all the information, extra information you typically get. Do you know what I mean? I'm not trying to say. No, no, I walked yeah. out as well asking questions. Just to say that as well. 10 out of 10. 
Ten out of ten. <laughs> That's confusing. That's the most confusing thing yet, Miguel. Can't wait to see it again. <laughs> uh, okay, cool. You know, there, there's Nope. Uh, check it out on theaters. Um, now we're going to move on to our next section. Uh, what we are into. Um, Ed, how are you? How are you doing? Great, great, Miguel. How are you doing? Uh, good. I just want to make sure you're not running away on us this time. Miguel, what are you into? <laughs> oh, yeah, I do need some water. <laughs> you piece of shit. No, I'll stay put. My, my throat is scratchy, but I'll... I'll be, I'll be really quick. I'll be really quick. Uh, so, I, a couple things I'm into this week. Uh, I finished Stranger Things Season 1. I'm trying to, like, get into watching it. Kind of like, Luis, you're talking about watching Succession. Uh, when the new season comes out next year, you're going right. to watch all the show. They just ended uh, season four, Stranger Things. I was just like, okay, let me catch back up. Let me just like see what's going on. Loved it. Had a great time. Awesome. Uh, season one. Uh, it was scary. It was endearing. I wanted everyone to win. Uh, I was like on the edge of my seat uh, at times. It's so, so fun when I've, everyone has different pieces of information in that show. And yeah, you're just like, yeah. communicate, talk. And then they all come together. And then they all come together. Yeah. Like, Kristen. Kristen even was like, all of a sudden, they're just like on the same team. And yeah. you're like, yeah, it does kind of happen pretty quickly. It do, yeah, it, uh, Stranger Things does do that sometimes. Where it's just like, all right, narratively, we just got to get there. You know what I mean? Like, you just have to, you just have to go along. We with have it. to, yeah, yeah, yeah. That is a thing that it's a common thing with it. Yeah, I will say I've been having a great time with it. I think I mentioned it previously, but like a couple of dumb things do happen. Like specifically, the one part where Nancy like sticks her head through the tree, right? Gate, yeah, yeah, yeah. Little thing, and it's just like, bitch, no. Um, <laughs> Very respectfully, very respectfully. Very respectfully. No. Uh, but, you know, overall, it was just a great show. Uh, I I just, you know, obviously, like, when you're a parent with a kid, you just think about that situation with Joyce and losing her kid and how no matter what, she was 100% committed to finding him. Yeah, that, yeah, yeah. And, yeah. and you're just like, absolutely. Like, that's exactly. And there, there was a moment where it was so like uh vindicating when uh hopper comes to joyce and it's like you were right all along yeah uh yeah you know like this there's some shit going on and you know she's been she's been portrayed as crazy this entire time even though we as the audience know she's telling the truth uh and it's just like to to have that moment to be like yes someone else believes me that was cool uh and overall i loved uh season one of stranger things can't wait to watch beyond two three and four have you watched Um, any of those before I had seen Stranger Things season one before, and we had started season two, but we got sidetracked, yeah. and we never we never finished season two, and then three, and then four came out. Yeah. Uh, so we're just like way behind. So Ed, we just decided, okay, well, let's start over from the beginning. Ed, have you watched Stranger Things? I did one and two. Okay. Uh, we didn't go beyond three, oh, or beyond two. I mean, right? Sorry. Do it with us. Yeah. We're watching. We're gonna watch. I, the, I, I've, I've been thinking about it. Uh, yeah. So it's good for it's good for a rewatch. I mean, I remember really liking season one when we first saw it. I mean, that was like five plus years ago. Yeah, at this point. Uh, but so kind of rewatching it now was a little bit new, but it was it lived up to it. You know what I mean? I was it holds still, up. Yeah, it's uh, I, I, some of the CGI is a little wonky, sure, but, but, but overall, yeah, like the, the overall, it still hits. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Uh, so shout out Stranger Things. I'm gonna keep watching that. The other thing I did is I was playing The Last of Us Part 2 just mm. because I was like looking for a game that I loved and I kind of wanted to replay. Uh, I was having a great time with that. I just finished it. And then I totally forgot that Naughty Dog does this. They did it with the Uncharted franchise. And of course, they do it with Last of Us 2. 
where you can get these like uh, oh what do they call them like renders or gameplay modifications you can like at the end of the game they'll give you like a certain amount of xp and you can spend it and so i have done like a very fast like run through of the story again after i finished with like uh one shot kills, one melee. Oh, cool! Kills. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, you know what I mean? Like infinite crafting, infinite supplies. You oh, know what cool. I mean? Yeah. Like just like really cheat the shit out of the game, like god and mode kind of, of situation. Yeah, yeah, basically. And it's so much fucking fun because I'm just like running around. Like they'll be like, "Oh, this is the biggest fucking bad guy we have in the entire game." <laughs> Done. And I like shoot him. I like shoot him with my pistol, and it's like, thank God that's over with. Now yeah. let's move on. Bah, 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 bah. But in finishing that game, and I love the story so much, and I I don't want to overtalk it because I assume someone will eventually play this game and talk to me about it. You, Luis, <laughs> yes. Um, but I did go back and start playing The Last of Us Part One because of it. I was like, "All right, let me go and check it out." And I just think it's hilarious that they're doing this like. $70 remake, uh, which is going to be super beneficial for this game. I played this game on the PS3 when it first came out, The Last of Us, and then I got it for the PS4, the remake. And I remember thinking, oh my God, it's so beautiful. Like they, the blood is so realistic. They just like took it to the next level. I'm playing it now and I'm like, woof. This is, <laughs> it, did, it, did, it doesn't hold up as, as well, especially when you play the second one right, right. before you play it um but uh, the story itself is amazing i'm still having a great time with it and it's like let me take it back there and i'm even more excited about this show uh when it comes out on hbo max fingers crossed um and finally i'll go off script here we are just about to finish season two f boy island mike lindauer we're gonna get you on we're gonna talk about reality tv shows f boy island is the shit ed are you watching the show no ed HBO Max released all the episodes at once, I'm pretty sure. Or that's yeah. when I... I thought you were watching the show, Ed. Weren't you watching the show? You watched I, the I first watched one. the first season because I was lonely. And uh, <laughs> <laughs> was being left, left out of multiple conversations. So Ed, I decided to get on board. You uh, have to watch I don't season know. two. Season two is so much better. They really lean into the comedy. Like they, This is one of the, the greatest... I'm going to say this the greatest reality TV dating shows ever. Like Damn. they really, they really understand how to play the comedy of it. Uh-huh. Um, where like, they still play into like the reality TV show tropes, but find the humor that is like, no one else is really exploiting. Like all these shows take themselves seriously. You know what I mean? Uh, and they hype up the drama and here, like there's a character that's so boring, quote unquote, that every time he goes to speak, they just cut away to something else. Are you and serious? So That's so You spent the entire season uh, with all these different people. And this one guy you just never get to know because they've established him as boring. And they won't even show his footage. You know what I mean? Like, oh, they just cut away. That's so fucked. fucking hysterical. Like, even when they went to, like, eliminate him, they were like, uh, I can't remember his name, Aaron or something. They were like, and Aaron, and then they don't even say the critique they have of him, like, when they're trying to, like, break down why he's getting eliminated. They just were like, and Aaron? You know what I mean? I just, dude. Damn. I love F-Boy Island. It's fucking hysterical. You guys have to watch that show. (laughs) All right. Maybe this That's is a show that I put. Me? Maybe this is a show I put on when I'm like brushing my teeth, when I'm like, you know, yeah. like doing bullshit. And I can Bro, just have it on in the background. We did it. 
we did it in like three days because we were doing like two and a half episodes a night because it was just like, what's going to happen next? So get on it. <laughs> if we're having uh, your friend coming up here to talk about it, I don't want to be left out alone. I want to know what's up. You got to watch. Yeah. It's on HBO Max. It's a bonus baby. episode. Yeah. The, the, the loneliness is real. I know. <laughs> Reality te- television will leave you behind. Um. Yeah. Well, I, I mean, I guess is there is there? I know I, those if are. I must. I must. If that's what you're into, is there something that you're not into? Listen, stars. Okay, <laughs> stars sucks. Okay, <laughs> I wrote this shit down. So Ed and I, we were asked on to another podcast to talk about a movie called Sergeant Bilko with uh, Scott White on his Dan Aykroyd podcast. Uh, and this movie was on stars when I looked it up. And I signed up for a fucking stars trial through Amazon. And right as I signed up for it, they took that fucking movie off of stars. So I just like signed up for this trial for nothing. And then I think, okay, well, fuck it, whatever. I'm just going to like enjoy the trial for a week. And then two other movies I was in the middle of watching got taken off as I was in the middle of watching them. Not like directly watching them, but like I was like, I'm going to pause this and come back to this tomorrow. And then the very next day, it was not on stars anymore. What the hell? What were the movies? Uh, it was Sergeant Bilko that I was just mentioning. I was in the middle of Casino. I was trying to enjoy a classic Scorsese flick. Uh, and that got taken off. And then it was something else. Or maybe maybe I started watching something and I haven't finished it and I just assume it's going to be taken off. But I, I, it just left a, like a, a bitter taste in my mouth. Like for something that was supposed to be just this really quick thing, it uh, ended up being such a pain in my ass. I ended up having to rent that movie, Sergeant Bilko. Like I ended up, I know we were like given a link to it. Ooh, naughty, naughty. Uh, but I ended up like paying $3 to Which is how I watched it, by the way. I watched it on that link. I didn't even realize it was on Stars, which I have uh but uh i yeah, that's uh, a bummer i uh, i don't like clicking on links like that i, I feel like i'm gonna like do, you know my phone's gonna blow up when i click on like some sort of virus or whatever so you should just say that the next time before i have to re-forward you the email well i didn't want to be rude i did ask it for a... his stars login and he wouldn't give it well, to now, me well now i feel bad <laughs> uh, well now i feel bad i just uh and i'll gladly give you my stars sign in miguel i i, I just don't. thought it was like no oh yeah no the link works fine miguel i just watched it I da, da, da. you know it's one of those things where you don't want to like invite get yourself it. over or like overextend you know what i mean i was no, like I okay he didn't offer it so i'll let it go i'll let it go it's okay uh, i feel bad now best, but, ma- yeah, best I, man I, at I my wedding <laughs> he won't give the stars sign in though <laughs> damn it Damn no, it. Star sucks. It was my least favorite of the streaming services. I had it for a while, and then I did this free trial through another account. And it's just like it is weak. It's terrible. Uh, fuck stars. Go HBO Max. I have it as an extension of my Prime. It has its benefits. It's got all the Spider-Man movies right now. Yeah, except, no except uh, Into the Spider-Verse, which I hyped up to my son. The other day, oh. I was like, bro, we're going to go home. And Isn't that on sh- Netflix? We're going to stream the shit out of it. I don't think it is. Is it on Netflix? It was for the longest look. time. I remember thinking it was on some sort of streaming service. And then when I actually sat down to show my kid this movie and I hyped him up and he was like, hell yeah, we're going to watch this movie. I couldn't find it anywhere. Uh, I'm sorry. My kid hates me now, but don't worry. We're going to watch Buzz Lightyear tomorrow. So it's going to be fun. There you go. There you go. Anyway, that's me. I'm looking. Thank you guys. Yeah, I'm looking to see if I can uh, find out where it's streaming now. But as I'm figuring this out, Ed, uh, what are you into? 
What am I into? Uh, well, uh, I, Sarah and I, I, I got Sarah into watching, uh, that docu-series on Disney Plus, Light and Magic. Oh, I, dude, uh, I'm so jealous. I've been, I've been wanting to watch that, so I have to hear your thoughts. So. Oh, man. I, man, I, I was sneaky. I, Sarah's just like, I just want to watch something light and easy. I was like, well, what do you feel about documentary? Uh, because she likes she likes that shit, uh-huh. <laughs> and uh, I was and she was like about what? Because like we'll watch like murder documentaries and shit right. like that, real heavy shit. But um, I was like, well, it's about like the uh, the the beginning of the com- uh, company <laughs> behind like the uh. <laughs> thank you. Um, Sorry, it's that. No, we'll talk about fine, it. Yeah. It's fine. The. Uh, the the guys who did all these special effects for like Star Wars right. and all they, of these movies yeah. that we love, oh, yeah, it started with Star Wars. Uh, ILM, yeah, yeah, it started with Star oh, Wars. Oh yeah, okay. Um, so uh, and she was into it. The, at least the first episode was sixty minutes long. Um, and yeah, and I mean it was about that journey. It's kind of it's really cool. First off, to see how all of these things came into fruition, like how they came up with the design for the Millennium Falcon, which went on to be one of the most iconic uh, movie vehicles, I guess, or however you want to phrase it. Um, And just like the little effects that went with it. And uh, it's just kind of like this small knit crew of these kind of like dorky guys who, you know, (laughs) special effects wasn't like a, a, a... a bigger thing for movies back then, but they were all fascinated by it and basically just like fumbled their way through this process and developed these iconic things. Like they developed groundbreaking uh, visual effects for movies and it changed a lot of things going forward. Uh, and I, I can only assume we'll see that like with the other Star Wars films and Indiana Jones and. Jurassic Park, I'm sure they'll touch on. Yeah. Because uh, George Lucas and Steven Spielberg are both, uh, like, producers on the show, and they have in- they're interviewing George Lucas for it. Um, so the first one really only covers, you know, that initial, uh, I guess, uh, development uh, with the main guys and uh, their work on the first Star Wars film. Uh, they haven't even finished it. Uh, right. Like, the ep- the episodes end, uh, ends with uh, George Lucas saying, like, I went back to the warehouse after however many months of shooting, and these guys had two frames for me of <laughs> visual <laughs> effects, and he was like, and I wasn't happy, and it cuts there, and I was like, yeah, all right. I was, I was um, watching a documentary about the making of Star Wars, and it, it seemed like they were like a party house or like they just like were fucking around yeah. for a while and yeah he just had to buckle down and, and get shit done or something but well he was yeah so he was shooting in england the whole time whilst they were <laughs> supposed to be developing this stuff and you know i and i'm sure george lucas would save us too it's just like well, what they were doing was like developing the means to make these special effects possible Basically, like it was, everything was being built from the ground yeah. up. Like everything, what they were trying to do, I didn't exist. Yeah, I, I remember so it was pretty great. I remember there was something like some team was working on it, 
and then it just looked really bad and they had to start from scratch again because they were just fucking yeah. around or something but oh yeah oh for sure and like yeah there's like footage of them like going down like a water slide in the parking lot and they bought like a big like animal trough and filled it up with water because it was hot outside they were just like chilling there and drink and stuff i saw that too Luis. yeah um and uh <laughs> But yeah, no, anyway, it was super interesting. I'm looking forward to watching the rest. We only watched that first episode, but, you know, uh, and you can tell, like, these guys just, like, just got so lucky and found their niche and That's cool. ultimately ended up changing the game. Like, uh, and then the other thing, the only other thing I've been watching is Better Call Saul. Uh, I'm well into season three now. And uh, I'm loving it. It's great. It is. Uh, I definitely it's... asked Ed the other day, hey, should I get into Better Call Saul? And Ed was like, um. <laughs> no. Yeah. I said, I'd yeah. Go... No, I'd have to go back to it. Because I remember being like, is it good? Like, should I get into it? And you kind of left me on like a dot, dot, dot. Like, I don't know. Uh, I said, that is a good question. Uh-huh. And. Well, I guess I was, when I said that, it was like, I was thinking about you and how you watch things, oh. but you're such, you're such a big lover of Breaking Bad. I don't see, I don't see any reason why you shouldn't like Better Call Saul, because the more I've gotten along, it's obviously not the same show, but yeah. it has the, it's the same style. It's the same, like, universe, World. obviously. Yeah. yeah. And I mean, it's almost seamless. Like, it doesn't feel like forced, like... One thing I was thinking about was that you, we have all complained about, especially with these fucking Marvel shows and Star Wars shows, where sometimes they just don't have a clear storyline, and like there's always like one or two throwaway episodes that just either didn't need yeah. to exist yeah. or be. But like this is like the perfect example of just like how well they know their characters and the story yeah. they're just like they go on different like storylines but it's all contained and it all serves a purpose and it's all interesting as fuck and it's done really well and like i'm not it's like a legal it's not even a legal drama but it incorporates elements of that it's still got that breaking bad element that's like building up momentum like yeah. i've met gus now in the show right and it's great to have him back and but like again it doesn't feel forced it's all very organic and believable and it's just true to the characters that we already know like uh saul goodman he he starts off as jimmy mcgill that's his real name mm-hmm. and uh his uh the uh mike uh you know the, ermine trout ermine trout yeah you see more of his origins, but like contained with this storyline, like they don't do flashbacks to an earlier time or anything like that. Anyway, all that to say is like, yes, I do think you would enjoy Better Call Saul, Miguel. I, Let's go. I want you to give it a go. And I'm frustrated with myself because I did start watching the show a couple of years back when I, I guess when it first started and I finished season one, I enjoyed it. And I started season two, and then I just kind of fell off of it. Mm-hmm. But I like got through season two; it was all good. Like I, uh, I just regret that I hadn't kept going with it. But now I guess I'm, I'm able to Get just like in. binge watch it. Yeah. Uh, 
but yeah, no, it's been great. And uh, I look forward to getting on. I think it's going to be one of those where, because they're almost done with it. I think I'm just going to go ahead and wait till it's all done. And then I'll, yeah, I'll give it its go. That's fair. Uh, but yes, I, I do think you would enjoy it. I think I, all the characters are really great. Yeah, I, uh, um, sorry, go ahead, Luis. I was going to say, I, this is a good opportunity. I mean, like, I'm always like, I'm going to start that too. I'm going to start that too. But I do want to start this too as well because I, uh, I, I dropped off of it too because well I think I've ta- I said this in the podcast before um, but I think I I'm ended up around season four so if I start watching then I can be able to catch up on it but you, it's funny you say that you watched the what's up sorry you watched it through till season four I think I was I think I stopped in the middle of season four um, uh, aren't they on season four right now no they're on season six yeah. Oh shit. Yeah. Oh, oh, oh. I didn't realize it was that many. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Maybe I won't get into it. <laughs> Maybe it's too far gone. I think I was in the middle of season four, but I don't so remember. That's the guy watching Mad Men, which is another yeah, show only... I dropped off yeah. on season four that I want to get back on as well. So fuck. Um. Yeah. No. It's that's good. It's good. It's good. It's funny, Ed, that you say that they knew what they were doing because I was listening to the Breaking Bad podcast, and they have a great podcast. If you're watch, if you're watching it, oh, I didn't uh, know that. Yeah, I mean, listen to the Better Call Saul. They have a Breaking Bad podcast. It's led by the editor of the show, and they have a podcast for every single episode. Uh, they go. It's some really insightful stuff. Um. So check that out. But in one of the episodes, they were saying in Breaking Bad. There's that flashback scene at the beginning of the last season of Breaking Bad where um, Walt Walter White is like going into that abandoned house and he is like getting stuff and it's like yeah they were saying when they were breaking those episodes that they knew that's where they wanted to go but they didn't know how they were going to get there and so they just kind of set them they what they do is sometimes they set themselves up in a corner where like we know we want to get there. Um, I'm just repeating myself now, but they don't, you know, whatever. But you know what I'm saying? Like they don't have it all planned out as well. Yeah, they kind of get themselves in a corner. But what Breaking Bad and Better Call Saul does a really good job of is like, um, they're really good at shit. My mic keeps falling. Is um, they know the characters very well, so they they're they're able to like do do a really good story. Because that can be kind of tricky when you have like an endpoint and you go, I'm going to build to that. Yeah. I mean, yeah. it's hard to nail those landings. And I, even though I haven't seen Better Call Saul, just talking about Breaking Bad, like Breaking Bad does that from start to finish. Yeah. They Once they set their minds to something, they do a really great job about sticking those landings. So, yeah. Uh, last thing I'll say is that uh, Vince Gilligan is like the master of pin drops, you know, or needle drops, sorry. Yeah, man. Uh, like, and montages, yeah. like... Yeah, anytime Kelly, Kelly Dixon there's a the needle editor. drop yeah. you know that they're gonna take a very just like mundane task and turn it into a cool little montage yeah. over a couple of that's minutes the, that's the editor Kelly Dixon who like runs the podcast like props to her and then and then their editing team they do such a good job um Sorry. well I'll do wrong props uh no I mean Vince Gilligan too everyone everyone deserves props I just want to give them to all of them um Cool. Yeah, I, I'm gonna try to watch Better Call Saul. Miguel's watching Mad Men. I'm gonna try to watch Mad Men. I'm gonna try to play, keep playing this game that I'm into now. Stray Ooh. is about cats. 
uh, about a cat who's lost his way from his fellow cats trying to find his way back home. That's in the PlayStation. I'm playing on the PlayStation 5. I know it's on PS5 and yeah, PC. Um, and it's the first time I've got to like in- use some of the like exclusive PlayStation stuff, like the adaptive triggering. Um, yeah. So the cat will sometimes scratch at trees and scratch on carpets like a cat does. And you can feel the resistance on the uh, yeah, on the can. triggers, which is pretty cool. I'm also like experiencing almost 3D sound because I hear him meowing on the speaker, but also meowing on their controller too. So I'm like, oh, this is crazy. Uh, I'm not really deep into it because I've been pretty busy, uh, but it's really fun. Um, I don't know. All I have to say is I'll have more updates. I don't know if you have questions, Miguel, on it, <laughs> but there's a he's so far. I, I've gotten to the part where he's a cat and he's jumping around. Uh, but now he has a robot buddy. Robot backpack. A robot whatever, backpack. Right? Yeah, he finds him. Uh, and he puts on this robot backpack and he's like uncomfortably walking like a cat does. Uh, yeah. And as a daddy of three cats, like I- I'm having a ball <laughs> of, of just seeing this cat walking around. I'm meowing at everything. I'm knocking down shit off the table. I'm scratching at stuff. Uh, there's literally a button just to meow. Like if you just want to meow, you could just push this button. Uh, but this is. Yeah. Definitely one of those games that I want to play. And I just recently found out that it, they and go ahead and include it in the game catalog uh-huh. for the PlayStation Plus subscription. So it's like you can, if you it, have your, the, the mid tier one, yeah. you can get access to this game for free. So I'm like, I'm trying to get that shit. It's five, it's a five hour game. You know what I mean? So it's like, yeah, not a long, easy. It's what I mean. It's an easy play. Even the pricing of it is pretty affordable. Um, well, I think it's 40 bucks when usually games like 60 or $70. So, mm-hmm. you know, it's a puzzle Do you think game. They'll make a sequel to this with dogs. Uh, maybe I was going to say this. I'd one, buy that de- game. This one. De- you know what? That seems like anti-cat rhetoric. Okay. <laughs> so like, we have so much anti-cat rhetoric in the world. We need some positive cat, you know, yeah. stories. They're always the bad guys. That anti- they're anti-me, okay? You gotta be my cat, say, they'll love you. I, I don't have this game yet, but I have been watching a lot of like gameplay of it uh, because I am very excited about it. And I think the biggest complaint that I hear from most people is just that you have this idea that like a cat is a very fluid motion animal, you know what I mean? Right. Like, they, they jump, they do things, and here you can jump and get high and jump over here and this and that, but it's a very like rigid system of like I press X and then I move here. Yes. I press X and I move here. As opposed to like something like for example, like the Assassin's Creed games where they're like parkouring up buildings. You know what I mean? Like here you have to like say, I want you to move this this amount of way. Yeah. Uh, and it's not as it's not as fluid. And you think about a cat being like a cat will go anywhere in the world that they want to. You know what I mean? They don't need they don't need someone to tell them how to do it. That's my only drawback. So I, I was gonna say this feels like a very much uh very much like a proof of concept. You know what I mean? I, I would say too, I think if it does really well, I think it'll have a great sequel. A sequel a sequel is almost guaranteed at this point. Yeah, and I think it would it would definitely they definitely up that because you're right. When I go to places, I'm pretty much holding the what the X button just to constantly be jumping. Like everywhere I'm going, yeah. I'm like jump, jump, jump. Like it's not like a free form where I can like literally jump anywhere because I think there there's are, like points. Yeah, and there are parameters that they're trying to keep you at, and I think that's part of the puzzle of it all. But being a cat is so endearing, and the uh, the design is so nice that it, it draws me in enough where I'm kind of like enjoying the ride and knowing that i'll only have to spend five hours on it is like okay cool i can get through this relatively quick you know easy peasy uh i'm continuing to watch only murders in the building 
uh which has been obviously really great i um and it's it's kind of fun they sometimes they have these like really um i don't know like magical realistic um moments where you kind of escape from this reality into like i don't know magical realism that's all I have to say. Uh, and then I'm watching Harley Quinn season three. Uh, you know, yeah, the yeah. new episode. I want to get into that too. Yeah, it's really it, so. I've only watched one episode of Harley Quinn of uh, the new season. Oh, and, uh, oh. see, uh, I've seen of season three. I've seen them all. And they, gotcha, in gotcha. fact, um, they have a comic series from season two to season three uh, that kind of fills in the blanks after they leave to have their bang honeymoon? kill. Yeah, their honeymoon. It's like the <laughs> love kill bang tour is what they kill, call it. And so you get to hear their yeah. honeymoon adventures uh, or read yeah. them. Um, but it's funny because this season three almost feels like a pilot where they're kind of reestablishing uh, everyone's roles in yeah. in the show. So I feel like there is some growing pains. I love the show, but I'm ex- it makes me excited to see more episodes for Harley Quinn. Um, and then to wrap this up, I finally got to watch uh, The Gray Man yeah. on Netflix. It, oh, it's boy. so funny because I've I saw a review that gave it a five out of ten, and I was like, "Can it really be that bad?" And I don't think it was a five out of ten. Like, I didn't have that you experience. Think it's yeah, I thought it was a fun movie. Okay. You know no, what I mean? I, I I I've seen like a handful of bad reviews um, out there, but I had a really good time with that film. I had a great time. I felt like I was watching like a modern day '90s movie, '90 action movie. Do yeah. you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I mean, look, this is just a fun action movie, and it has some heart moments. But we're not here to watch full arcs happening. We're not here to see deep emotional. It moments. never takes itself too seriously. Yeah, it's just trying to be a badass film, and yeah. sometimes I feel like it has a little bit of Michael Bayism in it. Do you know what I mean? With like, oh, yeah. not in a bad way. Like the collateral damage is insane. The collateral damage um, and the uh, colors, like the the saturated like blues and the greens and the reds, yeah. like that you get in a Michael Bay, where it's like it wants to feel, I don't know, action slick poppy. You know what I mean? Yeah. And I don't. I'm not well, I'm here for it. You know, I had a good yeah, time. I like it. Yeah. I love the rapport between back uh, between uh, Chris Evans and Ryan Gosling. Yeah, and Chris Evans is having a blast in this film. I, uh, yeah, no, exactly. It's so it's it's really cool to see Chris Evans because he has played an asshole before, but we've only seen him play a nice guy as Captain America. But you forget, like, oh yeah, right. he's really good at playing a dick, like in Knives Out and in uh, Scott Pilgrim and in Fantastic Four and in The Gray Man. It's like. Yeah. He is good at that role. Um, yeah. And this movie was, I think, Netflix's most expensive movie that they ever made. That's one thing that I struggled with. I was just like, I mean, because some of the, the like, one of the biggest letdowns of the film, uh, maybe two scenes of CGI heavy that the CGI the train is like, scene. Eh. the train scene the train and scene. the plane scene. Yeah. Yeah. And, you're just like, okay. Uh, you, I mean, you just kind of roll with it. And I wonder, like, did they just I, really I, spend that budget on uh, flying to all of these fucking locations? Because it, 
That's all I could chuck it up to. It feels like... It's like 200 million, that's excessive. Yeah, it feels like, hey, you know, we spent... Like, they got spoiled with Avenger movie money, you know? And they're like, well, to pull it off, we gotta do it this way. And they did use a lot of VFX more than maybe I would have wanted. It's like, you could have toned it down a little bit on that. Because they have plenty of action scenes that look great. Yeah. Um... But yeah, like uh, like the, I said, that plane sequence was bad. Or not bad. The, like, I enjoyed it. <laughs> I enjoyed the action. But, like, visually, like, when they're out of the plane. Yeah. And they try to get on the parachute. It, look, it looks a little rough. Um, the, the, it, so, yeah, it, I don't know. There, there was, they had some cool stuff. Like, they were using those drone cameras, like, that were, like, swinging around. I was like... Oh, that, yeah. that's a cool, like, they're new... Playing, they're having fun. They're having fun. Yeah. I, it really does feel like they're having fun with it, even though, you know, there's not much to it. Um, uh, they're, they're using a lot of fun elements of, like, lights and smoke to, like, really, like... Almost like uh, uh, Spielberg with, like, using yeah. these light effects to kind of really Lighting, shine scenes yeah. up. And th- there was, like, one... As a t- part of the... Yeah. There was, one, the there was like, a plane fight scene, and... I don't know what it was. He had a flare gun or something and he was fighting. Yeah. And it was just like smoke was engulfing. I was like, oh, this this is what I mean by this like pop culture like slick action stuff. Like they're using elements to really Yeah. Plump plump it up, you know. Plump it up, pulp it up, pulp it up, you know. Um <laughs> I thought so yeah, the, the VFX came a little crazy. I think the action, there's a lot of after having John Wick. I really enjoy action when it's not cut. There's not a lot of cuts. And I feel like there's a lot of cuts happening sometimes. I like seeing the action a little bit more. Um, I also think that they're trying to do a series with this because it really felt like they were setting up a big bad already where they're like... I think they already announced it. Oh, did they? Well, yeah. I I, I can feel it when I watch the movie. I'm like, there's somebody running this, you know, this plot or whatever. And so... You you already know like oh well now we got to find out who the real big bad is and I'm sure they're used to that. Um, look at these ratings: six point five out of ten, forty six percent, forty six percent. Really, really. I don't think it was that bad. Let's see what they said here. Ninety one percent. better than Thor: Love and Thunder. Ninety one percent audience score. Okay, forty six percent by critics. This is what they yeah. said on, on Rotten Tomatoes. The Gray Man has a star-studded outline of entertaining action thriller, but it's filled with lukewarm leftovers from far better films. And this is what the audience has to say. Add this one to your queue with confidence, action fans. The Gray Man <laughs> has a great cast, exciting set pieces, and a solid story. I don't know about solid, but it was very fun. Um, yeah. Yeah, I mean, I'm, 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 I'm here for it, you know? Um, but the gray man at Miguel, are you going to check out the gray man? You should check out the gray man. Eh. What do you mean? Eh. We'll get, we'll, we'll hang out. We'll get drunk. We'll watch the gray man. And it's going to be a good time. There you go. So it's like a fun action film. It's a fun action film. You know, when you, when you want to watch something fun, put it yeah. on. And you got two very famous <laughs> F boys. Oh my uh, god. I wouldn't I wouldn't say they were F boys. Chris Evans would one hundred percent be a nice guy. And Ryan Gosling would totally be an F boy. Alright? So that's finalized. That's finalized. Listen, it's going late. We're hitting we're hitting long in this podcast. I'm losing I'm losing my mind. I'm losing my words. And with that, listen we thank you so much for watching and, and listening another episode of Punch Drunk Nerd, okay? It's me, Luis Gonzalez, and I've had the pleasure of talking to 
Miguel. And Ed. Yes. And until next time, punch drunk nerdians. Later, Gators. Later, Gators. <laughs> <laughs>